This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we are talking the Lego Movie 2 colon the second part. And everything may or may not be awesome. Also, this episode is dedicated to the lovely Anna Bosch. Everything is This is Abe. Hello. Out now is a film podcast where Abe and I discuss the movies weekly. We cover some various movie topics, jump into a mostly spoiler-free review, then jump back to other movie topics. This is episode three hundred and fifty-one, three five one. I I could have sworn that we were at like three sixty something. It feels like a it feels like we've been skipping some episodes, but I guess just a lot of specials. Three sixty. You're just really excited for spider-man sleepy hollow part two (laughs) trying to think of movies that would come out in like 10 weeks (laughs) well we're not we're at 351 that's we're not 351 an odd number yeah we're 100 away from our ray bradbury special 451 oh yeah that's where i went with that joke that's michael b jordan's gonna be joining the podcast yeah we're gonna get b jordan on I call, him B, I call him B. Jordan. Yeah. That's how close you guys are. Yeah. No. Well, because we're gonna have Jordan Rath on that episode. Oh well, you know. Anyway, that's enough. Yeah. Of this. <laughs> Sorry, Jordan <laughs> Rath. This week's episode, we're talking. Uh, what are we talking? The Lego Movie Two: Colon the Second Part. Uh yeah. <laughs> you know, all of that. Yeah. And uh, joining us to discuss the Lego Movie sequel, we have from reviews from a bed and the co-host of Initial Reaction presents Tavern Talk. He's going to get stuck inside your head. It's Philip Price. Thanks a lot for that. I was, you know, you got all of that right in a row right there. Reviews from a bed, co-host, initial reaction presents Tavern Talk. You're awesome. <laughs> well, good. Glad you're still here. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> also joining us, also from initial reaction presents Tavern Talk. He's totally not evil, just so you know that. It's Charles Browder. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. And I know how to work the mute button, so I am obviously the technical side of our <sighs> path here. <laughs> Hashtag humblebrag. Well, yeah, no, good, good to have you on, Charles. Good to have you both here. I, we, we've finally done it. We've we've merged for a for a fun combo episode of Out Now and Initial Reaction. It's like when the Jetsons met the Flintstones. Have I said that before? We have other groups from other podcasts on. Yes, but I'm going to say it every single time. But regardless, the thing that's weirder is that we're actually sitting in a theater, and Philip and Charles are actually at their homes. <laughs> That's yeah, no, that's how it works. That's how much that's how dedicated we are to this this cross episode. I think we need a live feed from you guys from now on then if that's how it's working because <laughs> I would watch that religiously. But yeah, I'm just no, sitting. Glad to have you both here and yes, glad to have you on Charles for the first time. Always good to get new guests. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, thanks for being here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Good no, good to have you on. And uh yeah, I uh, normally we wait for plugs till the end, but I just want to, to, to familiarize listeners with what, what what you guys do when I say initial reaction to this tavern talk. You guys want to want to explain that real quick? Uh, sure. Yeah. So um, I'll start, Charles. And if you just want to chime in and interrupt me, uh, as you usually do, that is fine. Uh, but tavern talk is um, each week on 
Thursday we see you know whatever the newest big release is at a movie tavern and it's it's a theater chain that uh, if you're not familiar with it you're probably familiar with the concept where you can go to the theater and have a full uh, dinner and movie going experience uh, you know they serve you a full you know full four course meal if you so choose but you can also get like the standard popcorn snacks and coke and all that too watch the movie review it uh, right after hence the initial reaction part. And um, you know, just just discussing the the new releases. So it's 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 a YouTube show. Uh, you know, we try to keep them uh, around the ten minute mark, so they're not taking up too much of your time. But it's just a little gut reaction to to, to what's new in theaters around everybody. Very cool. And you guys own these theaters because you guys are able to film in them, right? <laughs> oh, totes. We're yeah, no, totes, yeah. I knew you guys were secret billionaires. Yeah, you know. Well, if you want us to send the jet out, we can pick you up anytime. Oh, yeah, I would love that. You just say the word. Everything is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, very cool. And uh, yeah, we'll be sure to link to uh, your guys' show in the in the show notes here. But for let's for now, let's uh, let's get to some, let's get to some speaking of the show. Let's get to some show notes. Uh, First up, we have a new commentary track out. Abe, you were even on this one. Sin City. Uh-huh. We talked about Sin City for a new commentary track in honor of uh, Robert Rodriguez's upcoming film, Alita, Colon Battle Angel, which we'll be reviewing. Yeah, that's the uh, the feel-good uh, Valentine's movie of the year. That's what I've been saying since I saw the first trailer <laughs> when it was initially going to debut in, like, the summer of 2018. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I was like, this should be a Valentine's Day release. That's what I said. Um, but, yeah, we have a commentary track up for Sin City. Now that's an op on iTunes and everywhere else you can find our show. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Abe was on along with plenty of other guests. So, yeah, it was a good time. And uh, what else? Um, iTunes reviews ratings. Good to get those. Helps out our show. Helps other people find the show. If you want to log into iTunes, search for Out Now with Aaron and Abe. If you like the nonsense we presented this first, like, ten minutes of this podcast, guess what? We have so much more of that nonsense. And you can ch- you can compliment us on that. So, yeah, th- thanks for that. Thank you very much. Um, Got to spice up the ways I present these iTunes reviews options, right? That- that's the best way. Uh, yeah, you know, just a little bit of cayenne here and there. <laughs> a little bit of cayenne? Yeah. Not too much. <laughs> I want to fit hey, that. I think it's pronounced K-N-E. K-N-E, yeah, I'm yeah, no, thank you, sorry. I'm, yeah. No, I'm no expert, but... That, is, is, that the, is that the Arkansas way to pronounce it? Yes. K-N-E, okay. <laughs> right. I'm going to keep that in mind when I go down there. <laughs> I call it Arkansas. Okay, well, Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, we're all over the when place. We're running, when we're running barefoot in the summer, we're like, oh, this pavement's as hot as Cayenne. So... <laughs> That's gonna be the hashtag for this week. I want to try, <laughs> try to fit, gotta, gotta add a little cayenne into one of my reviews at some point. Do it. You, we should challenge you every week. Just I've t- I, I, I did this in my Lego Movie Two review. I referred to Tiffany Haddish's character as Queen Alien at one point in honor of you. Queen Alien. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I couldn't pronounce uh, Alien Queen. Yeah, he said Queen Alien. That's what I put that into review. You know, you know what it is when you're watching Aliens. <laughs> anyway. What? Let's get let's get to some everybody. We each week we ask each other a question or two, try to set the tone for the podcast, and better get to know no everybody. everybody. It was good. It wasn't bad. It's been a few weeks. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> rusty. Hey, you got a question for us? I do have a question for you guys. Did you guys ever play with knockoff Legos? I had Connects. That well, Connects is still like a brand name, and the the pieces fit very well together. Knockoff Legos, like the pieces never fit well together. <laughs> And, and also, it. like, you couldn't fit them with other Legos. They, they would not fit on any other platform except for, like, these weird, like, knockoff chains. So, so like I remember Sony. we had real Legos, and 
knockoff Legos, and I was just super mad all the time. I don't think I played with. I don't know. I didn't. I. I, I don't think I played with knockoff Legos, but uh, I did just realize that Legos come with this piece that help you separate the really small ones. Did you guys know there was a piece what? that did that? What? I mean, there, kids there, days. I, it, it is a new set uh, because uh, and it's the smaller Legos, not the big chunky yeah. uh, one. Yeah, like two by twos, or I'm sorry, the two by ones, or the four by or the four by two by twos. Yeah, uh, sure, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> we're, we're up to thirty two by now, I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> if my but math no. is correct, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. But uh, no, it was it was it was tripping me out. My uh, I have a four year old, and she was playing with this new set of Legos the other day, and I was like, "Oh, what's this piece? What can we make with this?" And my wife just walked in and was like, "No, silly, that is what you separate when you can't get them apart." And I was like. I'm going to walk away now. So uh, that's the <laughs> most interesting story I have about playing with Legos. I like it. Charles, yeah, did you have any have junky big... Legos like Abe did? Yeah, we had like this big, you know, they're always in like the big like plastic Ziploc bags. And you're like, they never came in a box. And you'd be playing them. <laughs> like my brother used to buy them at like uh, yard sales and stuff. And you would have <laughs> bring them home. They'd just be in these big plastic Ziploc bags. And it's like, you know, if you saw them somewhere, it's like a Chinese knockoff, like a Lagos or something. It's like yeah. one letter off. <laughs> yeah, Charles, it's yes. like, yeah. The, <laughs> see, see, Charles grew up poor. He knows. <laughs> not, not really what I was implying. But. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. Yeah, don't get, don't uh, get out of yeah, Abe's no. territory. He's the poor one around these parts. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Here, buddy, I'm the poor one around here. Uh, uh, I got a question for you guys. <laughs> yeah, hit it. What's the wildest thing you've ever made with Legos? You know, nothing crazy. I used to make a bunch of spaceships and a whole bunch of like, you know, uh, handheld guns. <laughs> I would never, I never really uh, made anything crazy, crazy. I didn't have enough Lego pieces. Well, yeah, you yeah, have enough Lego Chinese Legos that were working for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm using all these Legos that didn't actually do anything. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Charles, do you have anything on that? I don't. I can't think of oh, I, I tried anything to like interesting. <laughs> <laughs> or what? I, try, I tried to build a ladder to my. I had bunk beds and uh, I tried to build a ladder to the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, did. I can imagine the structural integrity being super strong. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty horrible idea. Yeah. Did you ever try and build anything crazy, Aaron? Um, like off the imagination, or or off like some instructions. No, I never, I never had like elaborate Lego sets that would require instructions. Like, yeah, I, so I, I did have like a lot of like, here's a bunch of Legos. Let's see what I can do with it. And yeah, you get like the typical like, oh, here's a gun or whatever. Um, but I tried to make like planes, like jets, mm-hmm. just like using like, well, this makes sense. And they never really came out just right. But you're just like, I guess I'm on the right track. And they just kind of like stop, break them up, and try again the next day or something like that. So yeah, that's that's about as wild. I never made. Yeah, I never made anything like super that I can recall. Anyway, maybe I was really young and I made like you know a cloud with a coffee mug inside. I don't know, but you know, as kids you do, clouds of coffee. Pixar logo. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, lamps. What? Um, <laughs> all right. It was weird because like I had a buddy of mine who way back in the the day in elementary school, and he would he would buy all these sets. So I went over to his house one time and. His parents were like super proud of these sets, I guess. So he would uh, they drilled. Uh, 
platform walls into the into his bedroom and he just like posted all these things in his room and i was like this is somebody who has a lot of regular legos not lagos like i do <laughs> all right well with all that out of the way that's how you play everybody that was better you just take two um let's let's move on let's get down to quickies yep each week and on out now we will move the week that I talk about those I'll move week that's all we went quickies I'm happy with that one. That was, that was good. good. That was good. Use that one for sure. <laughs> I'm going to keep all of them in. I know you are. I like saying it out loud. That reminded me of that mega... You remember that micro machine guy who would like... He was <laughs> talking real fast. <laughs> Telling you all the... Uh, yeah. Aaron's second job is actually doing all the terms and conditions on the commercials. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you get to episode 351, I say as I pretend to hold suspenders I'm not wearing, it gets a little easier. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you should really, you should try those mesothelioma commercials. Those are yeah, great. Exactly. <laughs> what you don't know is Aaron also has a big bushy beard. Oh. <laughs> um, hey, I have you seen any other movies recently? I haven't seen any other movies lately, but I did watch. Uh, oh man, I'm I'm blanking on it. It's it's a Netflix thing. And I just I finished it. But... Sounds like a movie so far, or is it that show Bodyguard? No, it wasn't Bodyguard. That that show is just whack. But <laughs> have you started oh, that show? Not yet. No. All right, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. Anyway, pass. What, what did you watch? <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna remember it. And I'm just gonna shout it out. It, it's like, oh man, is it's, it a it's show? Not, a, not a movie series. Was it was it Polar? No, no, okay. it was not Polar. It's a series. Is that what you're saying? That's correct. I'm I'm currently logging onto my I, my Netflix account on my phone right now. Okay. Was it you? No, I haven't started that, but all my friends are are talking about it. <laughs> all right. I is just that finished uh, that. Uh, is that the prequel what? to us? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. No, I don't. <laughs> watch the, Yeah, you have to watch that one first. Well, as Abe scatters around his phone, let's get to Philip. Philip, what have you watched recently? <laughs> Philip. Are we being pranked by the mute button again? Am I still here? Oh, shit. Wait, you can still hear me? Nope. Oh, yeah. Oh. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, you're, I can you're literally in the ghost dimension right now. Oh, I'm back now. Okay, I can hear you guys now. Yeah, that was weird. You just went. You just went. Uh, uh, paranormal activity number four. <laughs> or is it number five? I I, I can never keep. Track. Uh, yeah, I, ghost whatever one the ghost dimension is. Yeah, whichever one, whichever one that one. That's is. the fifth one, which is technically the sixth because there is that spinoff one. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, marked ones. the marked ones. The marked yeah. ones. Yes. <laughs> we watch movies. <laughs> Which I believe is the director of the Happy Death Day movies, the one that, yeah, that did. Is that the, right? The Marvel. Yeah, because yeah. he did. Uh, oh, it's the I like Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, <laughs> and he did I, that I watched too. A few minutes of that, and I was like, yeah, not for me. No, I, I yeah. enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I, I, I like it. Maybe it was. Yeah. Where were we? Oh, uh, we were Philip talking. Yeah, Philip was yeah, talking about uh, his movies that he's been watching. What did oh, you see? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, first, I, I guess first one I should mention is I also saw Cold Pursuit this week. Um, really enjoyed it. A lot of fun, uh, especially since I didn't know what 
I mean, I kind of had certain expectations going into it, given, you know, the release date and uh, Liam Neeson's in it and the trailer. Uh, but yeah, uh, kind of turned all that on its head, really leaned into the uh, absurdity of it all and, uh, and had a lot of fun with it. Um, I caught up with A Private War that came out on mm-hmm. Blu-ray this past week. Mm-hmm. It's the Rosamund Pike one uh, based on the, the journalist. Um, and her Marie Colvin uh, is solid, you know. Uh, it obviously didn't make many waves as a awards contender as it was kind of being positioned to, but it was a it was a solid, interesting little story about this woman who I didn't know much about previously. And uh, other than that, I, I rewatched Widows this week as well because it's pretty awesome. Very cool. But yeah. All right, Charles, how about you? What have you seen recently? Um, I also watched Cold Pursuit, um, which was pretty funny. Um, and I watched uh, I watched uh, Polar on Netflix, which with uh, with uh, what's his name, Mad Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. And that was surprisingly surprisingly funny as well. Um, so I don't know if the intent was fun, it was uh, humor, but it was pretty fun. Uh, and then I. I uh, caught up on some random old stuff. Uh, I watched uh, Knock Knock for the first time. Knock <laughs> Knock. Uh, the Keanu Reeves one? Yeah, the Keanu Reeves one. <laughs> I actually, just... yeah. I like that way more than I ever expected to. Yeah, and, yeah, it was kind of weird and ridiculous. Uh, and, then I watched, <laughs> uh, and then I watched Sisters, I believe so. Sisters, what's that one about? That's the one with uh, uh, Tina Fey and. Amy oh, Cole. gotcha. Oh, that's. Gotcha. I was like the De Palma film. Okay, this is the uh, the comedy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, he's an auteur. <laughs> oh, I just got your Ray Bradbury joke. So high level. Okay. I. Hey, did you figure out what you watched? Uh, I, I'm looking at Amazon Prime right now, and I hold up. Let me backtrack. Looking at Amazon Prime right now, I was like, "Oh yeah, I watched The Commuter as well, which was surprisingly better than I thought it was gonna be." Oh, you hadn't seen it? I had not seen it, and because... I was like, "This fight, this fight sequence in the train, pretty good." Where he's like fighting the dude with like the uh, the canister. The guitar, and... Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, "Wow, this is a better movie than I thought it was gonna be." Oh yeah, and, it's his young uh, Colette Sarah movies. Those ones are always like of the better quality you, when it comes to you do the one where like the cop is a crooked cop and he's got to save his son from yeah, that's, that's run all night then he, 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 yes, he did yeah. he did non-stop which i think is the best of the young colette, young colette sarah movies and then an unknown which i think is the worst of the young colette sarah is that a, isn't that the other Liam that's the one where he lost his me- like he forgets like his memory and right. it's terrible <laughs> yeah no it sounds, it sounds bad already <laughs> He forgot he was racist a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did I, you? I saw a few things. I did see Cold Pursuit on, and I saw that on Friday. And I, it is it's a so it's a remake of An Order of Disappearance, which is and it's made by the same director. And it's very much a scene for scene remake of that movie. Like that movie, it stars Stellan Skarsgård, and it's like legit. Like every scene that happens in that movie happens in this movie. So I'm like, okay, this is interesting. It's fun. Like the both versions and yeah knees into doing you know his knees and thing it it feels like it very much wants to be fargo but it in like a trashy action movie kind of way and you know it's fine like it i i don't rank it at the, at the top when it comes to my liam neeson kicks ass as an old man movies but it's still a good entertaining movie um overall 
uh, if you're if that's the kind of thing you're in for. Uh, I watched a couple of the uh, Netflix films. Uh, I've watched this. We didn't do a regular episode last week, but I watched Velvet Bubsaw with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal from uh, Dan Gilroy. They're kind yeah. of re- and Rene Russo. They're reteaming from Nightcrawler. Uh, not great. I think it's interesting. It's halfway. It's it's like half wants to be like this like art satire, but it like goes the lazy route of how to do like art jokes, the kind of thing where like there's a trash bag on the floor and somebody says this is beautiful, and then like John Malkovich's character walks up, he's like that's actually just a trash bag. It's that kind of like really shallow art humor. Where it, uh, you can't you can't hear, but I'm laughing really hard right now. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's a mix. Of, like it's half that, and then in half is like this bizarre horror movie where the deaths are pretty grisly if not kind of inventive uh, and so it like the movie doesn't really know what it what how it wants to handle both of these things and it just ends up mm-hmm. kind of feeling falling flat and like jill and all's having fun and yeah. Rene russo's good but like it's just kind of a after nightcrawler which i thought was so good and i'm a fan of roman israel esquire i was just like this is good kind of, i mean it, it feels like diminishing returns so i'm like i want to see another like crazy mm-hmm. memorable character like gill and all in a Right. Nightcrawler and just Nightcrawler, like some, yeah. something with that kind of energy. The D- other movie does Riz Ahmed make a uh, cameo? No, but it does have David Diggs. Uh, oh, okay. It has a lot of people. And I mentioned the cast is yeah. I was gonna yeah. say I forgot to mention I I did watch this at the beginning of the week too and yeah that cast is is great. It's deserving but... of a better movie. That's what that cast yes is. definitely <laughs> definitely that's an interesting way to put it. Yeah. Uh, the other Netflix thing I saw though was High Flying Bird. This is the new Spielberg yes. film. Uh, which is currently my favorite movie of the year. Like, it's great. (laughs) I was so into this movie. Um, It is Andre Holland as a sports agent, and it's set during a time when there's a lockdown on the NBA. Lockout. A lock, sorry, a lockout on the NBA. And he... Lockdown is just a fun word to throw around these days. Lockdown is a movie with uh, Guy Pearce or something. Or the state of America. Either way. But, um... (laughs) (laughs) I... And I call that Space Jail. I don't know what movie you're talking about, <laughs> yeah. but it's called Space Jail. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's called Lockout. That's Lockout. Yeah, you're yeah. wrong because it's called Space Jail. <laughs> Regardless, yeah, yeah, there's a lockout on the NBA. Andre Hall, he's basically like wheeling and dealing his way to kind of get ahead of things um, by working with like a potential star client and negotiating with people. There's a lot of great dialogue in this movie. It's Soderbergh once again using iPhone cameras to kind of film this thing, and it looks it's a lot better looking than Unsane was, although I think Unsane was, there's a very deliberate way that movie was designed to look. But this movie has a, there's even like a purpose to it, you could argue, as far as why he's using this camera. But like, the the camera work's inventive, the performances are great, like he's in there, uh, Bill Duke has a great role in there. Mm-hmm. Um, What's her name? The the female detective from The Wire. She's one of the, like the lead stars, which is neat because Dom from The Wire. He's also he's in Cold Pursuit. So I was like, oh, I saw a lot of Wire folks this Wire weekend. weekend. Yes, yeah. Wire weekend. Um, but no, there's just a lot of good things all around going on in this movie. I think it's fantastic. I think the dialogue just like it. it, it, it we talked about this when we talked about the trailer. Abe, where Soderbergh didn't get to make Moneyball. This this, this right. very much feels like what he would have done with something like Moneyball, because he has a lot of dialogue flying around, just like Sorkin's dialogue kind of flows in that movie. So there's just a lot to really like about this. Not even, I, I'm not compared to you, who has a sports podcast that you occasionally <laughs> plug on the show. I'm not even a sports guy, and I thought this movie, which is all and like, you're super, you're into it. Yeah, it was. It's all like inside like baseball even though it's basketball kind of knowledge that's the wrong sport man (laughs) but you know what i'm saying you know the term inside baseball like it's 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 all that kind of thing but i think it's constructed so well that you don't need to be a basketball fan to like get on board with what this movie is doing i got you yeah 
yeah, I've, I've been hearing a lot of great things about it. Yeah. It certainly falls into his more, like, experimental-type films compared to, like, his mainstream, like, the ocean stuff. But, like, if you're a Soderbergh fan, like, this movie's it, it works. So, yeah, I was a big fan of that. Um, didn't the guy who wrote it, uh, he wrote Moonlight, too, yeah, right? Of, he was one of the co-writers of, of, uh, Moonlight, of, of Moonlight, yes. Correct. Okay. Yeah. I'm really excited to watch it. Yeah, it's a it's a good one, and it's like 90 minutes. Like it's not going to take much oh, of your day. Really? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Even yeah. better. And it's like fast paced. <laughs> yeah. Um. Last I'll, thing I'll I watch th- the report back. Okay. I, I look forward to it. I want to know what your thoughts are. Yeah. Um. I saw the Prodigy. It's the new um documentary about the band the Prodigy. That's a lie. It's the horror <laughs> yeah, movie. I was like, wait a minute, what? Isn't it about the kid? <laughs> yeah. It's it's the horror movie, a creepy kid movie. Yeah. Um. As far as creepy kid movies go, it's fine. Like it's not. Not the creepiest kid movie. It's not the creepiest kid movie, but, like, I tend to be on board with them. It makes some choices that I thought were, like, creative enough. Like, I wouldn't say it's one you need to race out to see, but I wouldn't, like, pan it either. I think it's, if you're interested in it, it's worth a watch, but it's not like you need to like, go back again and again and be like, oh, man, I can't get this movie out of my mind. It's it's fine. Uh, it does the job for what it is. an example of the creepy kid move that he does. Creepy kid move? They, there's a lot of staring. There's a lot of staring. Oh, so it, it's one of those, uh, yeah. yeah, just like dark hallway, eyes pointing out, and it's a kid. Yeah, or like sitting at a dinner table and staring, or like using it. The movie kind of explains what's going on pretty quickly, so you see, you understand why he's a creepy kid. And sure. so having that context, it's kind of a mix. You kind of both lose the surprise element of why something's happening the way it is, but you're also like, you're on board with the premise that's being set up. It's like, this is why he's doing certain things. So it's mm. it's a mixed bag in that degree. Because it's like, you can predict every step, like two steps before it happens. But at the same time, it's still, it's not, it's never not entertaining. Like, it's not okay. horrendously bad. It's just kind yeah. of like, I've been there, done that kind of thing. So but we're talking fine. rental. Yeah, rental. It's the kid, by the way, it's the kid that played Georgie at the beginning of It. Oh, uh, he's alive? In Prodigy, he is. (laughs) It's a prequel. (laughs) It's always a prequel. They're all prequels down here. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) That was a good one. Yeah. Was there any bow bow manipulation? Philip and I were talking about how the other day about the overuse of that and like horror as a horror trope now these days, like the twisting bone manipulation under the skin. It's been like trailer. Yeah, because it was in a trailer, wasn't it? What uh, this week, I think, or uh, the new Pet Cemetery one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's not. There's no bow manipulation in this one. There's some grizzly. I, I forgot this was R. Like I walked in just thinking, here we go, Prodigy, Boopadoop. That's Rated R. In, that's how I walk into movies. I say Boopadoop out loud. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, no, I, I've seen you. But yeah, it, it is rated R. Like it's not a hard R. Like it's not crazy gory, but it is. It's like enough where I'm like. There's a lot of violence going on here. I don't think this is PG-13, which is like, oh, that's a nice change of pace. It doesn't, not that it like affects me as far as like, oh, it's rated PG-13, so but like, right, just like it's telling a fairly adult story. So I'm like, oh, they actually like let it go of being R as opposed to like, because I could easily see there's enough, there's not enough going on where I can't see it being cut down to be PG-13. So I'm like, sure. oh, that's fun. They actually like went the extra limit to be like, okay, let, let's make this a full-on R-rated movie. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not crazy gory like I said, but it's like it's enough going on there. But yeah, no yeah. bone manipulation. There's other stuff, <laughs> but not no bones like jutting out of like your back and be like, oh, how's he gonna walk again? But he doesn't. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, been going on a long time. I'll wrap this up real quickly. Um, yes. Anna and I watched the animated shorts and the live action shorts that are all up for Oscars uh, this year. And you know who's gonna win? 
I can't tell you who's going to win right now because it's a secret and only I know. That's wrong. Uh, oh, Because I just it. don't got know. It. I will say the animated films are all quite good. Like, okay. sometimes there's, like, one real clunker or, like, none of them are, like, all that up to snuff. You're like, these are the ones that win. Um, yeah. But I thought all of them were pretty well done. Uh, I was a fan of all of them. Okay. Um, the live action shorts are also mostly pretty good. I would say if you are sensitive to children in harm, they're gonna <laughs> they're mm. gonna mess you up. <laughs> There's a lot of that in like four. Well, I don't like years. where that's going. Yeah, <laughs> um, not sensitive that to that at all. Let me guess. <laughs> <laughs> not crazy gory like do 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 the prodigy, but you know, <laughs> there's just a lot of like threats against kids, and I'm like, oh boy, really hit the theme this year's yeah. batch of live action shorts. But yeah, all right. That's not ugly. Damn. <laughs> we, we haven't done a regular show in a while. So I had to get through a lot of stuff. <laughs> Tons of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We, almost had to, we almost had to call those longies. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it gets worse as the as the weeks progress, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Let's get to our uh, trailer talk where we talk about one, new, one of the newest movie trailers of the week, when it's coming out, what we thought of it, what have you. This week we're talking Fast and for Stan Furious presents Colin Hobbs and Shaw. Thank, thank you You're for happy. all that. You like that? You like all that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the spin-off film from the Fast and Furious franchise, which now features the two latest entries to the series, Dwayne Johnson's Hobbs and Jason Statham's Shaw, Deckard, Deckard Shaw. Um, they go on some kind of crazy adventure that forces them to team up after Idris Elba turns into some kind of Metal Gear Solid villain, and there we go. Uh, let's, 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 start, let's start with Charles. Charles. What were your thoughts on the trailer for this ridiculous movie? <laughs> this, I don't know, man. Uh, first of all, all the all of the drama around this was a little bit more interesting than the actual trailer, <laughs> like the like the rocks that you know calling out Vin Diesel and then uh, Tyrese, uh, all this, you know, like all of that stuff was way more interesting <laughs> than I thought the trailer was. Trailer was exactly what I expected it to be. Uh, but it was, it still, it looks like big, dumb fun and what everything that we've come to expect from the rock, you know what I mean? And then, uh, it's just a classic <laughs> lawman versus reformed villain versus <laughs> even bigger threat. Like, you know, like you could, you could probably, any one of us could probably write this in our sleep, but at least it's, it's going to be entertaining. So no, Philip, how about you? Yeah, no, I'm all in on this thing. Like I have just. <laughs> become more and more invested in these movies and i mean i have kind of being entertained by uh or kind of liking uh statham's uh, shaw just because of the whole han situation uh but uh this I, i'm just so happy they're like they just threw their hands up and we're like yeah we're just going to make this as ridiculous as possible throw in why can't we be friends is like the backdrop of this trailer and just i mean the bad guy idris elba's care is a superhero in this you know he or not a super, or a, a super, super villain, villain. yeah <laughs> a super villain you're right and uh i i honestly i just i can't wait for it and um is i was gonna ask I'm, i should have checked this beforehand is is the guy who's written all the screenplays did he write this one too yeah chris morgan is the screenwriter here though he's not writing the next fast and furious movie <laughs> he, oh, he, he also jumps ships with the family <laughs> oh no uh but yeah no i i thought i think it looks like a blast and i can't wait to see it on the biggest screen possible it, 
I remember that you and I had a long conversation about this through text, and uh, it was I a lot of wait a, a two weeks to get to this conversation. Yeah, it was it was a lot of back and forth of like, dude, Aaron, I don't just this franchise, I don't understand this. This is like gone completely off the rails. Like they they're just like all superheroes now. They're like the only guys that like have the ability to stop other bad guys. And it's like this is crazy. And then I was like, of course I'm gonna go see this movie because I have to. But I'm just so confused by like the turn of events of them being. You know, like what you were mentioning, uh, Philip. Just oh yeah, you know, wasn't what didn't didn't Shaw like kill a bunch of people, including one of their own members, and then like now they're chummy chummy. It's like I don't understand this. But hey, if you guys gonna do buddy cop movie, great. If you guys gonna do a whole entire like off the wall ridiculous like nothing makes sense in terms of science or physics, then fine, I- I'm all for it. But like what I was saying to Aaron, like you have to keep with that tone, though. Like you cannot be at one point all of a sudden super grounded, um, because otherwise it just really makes a lot of uh, uh, difficult the uh, what you call it plot realistic points being understood. Like it's going to be crazy if you guys decide to go super serious, but then also uh, over the top. So hey, this movie looks over the top. It looks like <laughs> honestly it does look kind of fun, but we'll see where it goes. But uh, I'm interested. Uh, I'm just uh, confused as to how the series has progressed, and hopefully they end it soon because it, it has gotten really, really over the top. Uh, at least in my view, for, since like Furious Six, and I know that Aaron uh, Aaron enjoys them much, much more than I do. Not like crazy much more, but it's like you know, there, there's a lot of liberties that are being um, taken here in these movies. I I enjoy them more mainly because I've been following them since their you know beginning and have admired how it's managed to not only hold on but like twist its continuity around to like make this yeah. like, a level of sense at the same time I, it's not about making lo- you know logical sense or like a sense in this in the realm of physics when it comes to the action it's the film series staying true to itself and that's what it's done and that's why i can stick with i i am i do have issues with the whole han thing but at this point I'm just waiting for him to come back to life. Like sure. <laughs> like some random lab experiment in like Fast and Furious 9 where it's like, yeah, why not? That makes sense because these movies are, <laughs> they're over the top, but they're also over the top melodramas, which is why. That'd be hilarious if they're at a lab and he's actually just a scientist with like a coat on. Oh, I guarantee Like Han. He's gonna, he's and be like, no, I'm Han's twin brother. He'll be that and he'll have like, he'll have like cybernetic <laughs> arms and legs or something. It's like, well, they didn't get, they didn't get my brain and he, now he's RoboCop or something, whatever. Like just RoboCop 2. Yeah. But, this series, like this series, works for me because it stick. It doesn't. It doesn't betray itself. Like it sure. makes weird, dumb choices, but they don't like betray the tone of these movies. Since two, at least, like the first one, they're just like stealing DVD players and driving under trucks. Two, though, they're you know they're they're driving cars off of like boat ramps onto ships, and they're like Tokyo drifting all over the place. Then they're like, you know, world class uh, hijackers after that point. So like it's it's progressed. I'm not denying that, but it is what it is. With this spinoff, yeah, The Rock has set himself up as this, like, ultimate killer guy, like, tracks down his prey, and Jason Statham as this ridiculous mercenary. So, yeah, a movie that's all about those characters, it's going to be wildly over the top. Like, there's not sure, going to be any yeah. room for, like, anything that resembles the, you know, me familia that Vin Diesel's No, 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 no not about. at all. Like, and I'm not even, like, super down with that either. I think I think it's just a lot of, this is moving into superhero territory where, wow, these guys seem like they're, they can't die. But so. It is, but it, like... For to, to focus on just these characters, it's gonna be even more of that. Like that's not surprising yeah, right. to me. It makes right. it makes sense in the universe of this movie. And with that said, David Leach is directing. He did um, 
the what Deadpool two and Atomic Blonde mm-hmm. and the first and he was one half of the John Wick uh, director. Yeah. yeah, so it's like good for him getting his work on. Like because yeah, this seems like I I look forward to what the action will look like in this movie because I was gonna a, say yeah a, a combination of of not just like over the topness but over the topness handled by somebody that knows how to film action. That's exciting yeah. to me. So exactly, right. so it won't just be like choppy choppy editing. And credit to Justin Lin, the director of the Fast and Furious films. And James Wan, for that matter, they make good like as over the top as they may be. They're good looking action movies. Like you can follow oh, that sure. action more than you can follow the like Born ripoffs that have come out since the you know Born Supremacy came along. All those choppy editing movies compared to the Fast and Furious franchise, it seems to do its job. Sure. Uh, well, that said, with this movie, yeah, it looks ridiculous. Idris Elba. <laughs> He's, he's, Bulletproof. He, he certainly seems game. Like, <laughs> he's fused with with adamantium. <laughs> he, he seems game to do this. Um, so like, I'm a, I'm on board with whatever that is. I, I, I want to see where that goes. Speaking of adamantium and ridiculousness, we were watching uh, the first the, the or the Wolverine origin story in the theater. And there's a part where he like ramps and then jumps into a helicopter. I don't know uh-huh. if you remember that yeah, part. Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, the whole movie, this lady's just going, "Oh yeah, yeah," the whole time. And then it gets to that part, she goes, "Oh no way, no way, somebody <laughs> could do that." I'm like, you realize we're <laughs> what we're watching. Wait, she saw so, him fight in the Civil War him. and the Revolutionary <laughs> War, but she didn't believe him. Right. Unbelievable. She, she saw him grow from a child to Hugh Jackman and never age after that point. But <laughs> yeah, helicopter just but unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, no way, man. No. Yeah. Uh, I, I, did you guys know that Vanessa Kirby was playing Shaw's sister in this? Yes. I didn't know did that. Not, no. Has she yes. been? In, she hasn't been in the series before, right? No, she was no. in the the, the uh, Mission Impossible. She's the White Widow in Mission yeah. Impossible. But no, you got to keep adding more Shaws. Like you have Helen Mirren as the as Mama Shaw. And you got what, yeah. what, what, Gaston uh, Luke Luke Evans as a uh, Owen Shaw. Yeah. Owen Shaw. Yeah. You, you don't know keep, he's on the hospital. Keep the Shaw go. Yeah. I, I assume that when Fast X, Fast and Furious Ten comes out, the the concluding chapter of this franchise, we're gonna have like the Shaw cousins, the Shaw uncles, and the you know the other Shaw <laughs> relatives. And what do, you, what do you think the uh, the subtitle is gonna be? The subheadline is gonna be? I think it's gonna be a. Uh, it's uh, Fast X. That's it. That's, that's it. Okay. Fast X. Yeah. That's all you need. Uh, yeah. Oof. James McAvoy is going to be in here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you think right. uh, you think Fast and Furious 30, they're going to have a triple X, Fast X, <laughs> or Fast and Furious crossover? With eight-year-old Vin Diesel? Diesel? Why, why <laughs> wait till then? That could be nine. <laughs> yeah, on, that come, and they're oh, both separate yeah, characters. Sure. You have you have Dom Toretto <laughs> and Xander Cage, and they're like looking at each other. It's like, what? We never met before? Like, it's, it'll be great. Literally, the next uh, scene is Han's twin as well. Guys, we could write this movie. I know. <laughs> have we? Have hey, we ever contact us? Out now podcast at gmail.com. Have we ever met Dom uh, or uh, what's it, or Xander's parents? D- uh, Dom does talk about his father in like a good family speech in Fast Five. Okay. Uh, but he, and he died. He, that was like in part of the first one where like his dad died. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, okay. he beat another guy with like a crowbar or like a monkey wrench or something. And that's what yeah. Yeah, I was, was just wondering tragic backstory. Okay, I was wondering how close <laughs> to Parent Trap we could get on this. <laughs> well, that very maybe, maybe Dom and Xander together. were separated, yeah, yeah, birth, and they yeah. both have maybe they both have separate dads. Oh, okay, yeah, you know we can figure it out. <laughs> They've done more twisted things with uh, with the timeline <laughs> on this, so exactly. yeah, anything's possible. 
Well, Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw arrives in theaters August 2nd. So we'll be sure to put all the speculation on the back burner until then (laughs) so we can come up with more plot lines. Um, All right. He lives his life one one kilometer, one quarter kilometer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's get to our main review for the Lego movie Two: colon the second part. Once everything was awesome. Now everything is bleak. Hey, Lucy, I brought you coffee. Coffee, the bitter liquid that provides the only semblance of pleasure left in these dark times. Oh, my gosh. Did I interrupt you brooding just now? Times have changed. You need to change with them. We have to be tough and battle ready. Look, a shooting star, make a wish. <gasps> oh no. Run! <laughs> Hurry, the door is slowly closing. <laughs> oh, the pain. It's getting so cold. Emmett, what are you doing? Hooray! See, that wasn't so bad. Nothing got in. Ah! Something got in. I'm General Mayhem. Bring me your fiercest leader. Lucy! Emmett! This is all my fault. Hang on to your fronts, Planny. We're going to save Lucy. Don't you tell me to save! Asteroid! Mind if I save your life? Not at all. Who are you? The name's Rex Danger Vest. Galaxy defending archaeologist, cowboy, and raptor trainer. <laughs> I don't get it. Will you help me rescue my friends? You don't want to go anywhere near the Sistar system. It's ruled by an alien queen. Only the toughest are going to get out of there alive. Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? <laughs> yes, you are. I'm a queen, whatever I would not be. I'm getting super evil vibes here. I could change my form to something else if this makes you uncomfortable. Hey, guys. No, go back. The horse was much more palatable. I got a big home and a play phone. I got to get it, baby. <laughs> no, it did not. A1, hit him with the A1 song. Sing J1, not the A1 side. Lucy! Emmett, did you draw stubble dots on your face? What? No. <laughs> are you? I'm your worst nightmare. You're me when I'm late to school and I forgot my homework and my pants are made of pudding? No, I don't. That should have been some of the trailer for the Lego movie too, Cole, the second part. Rather than a soulless toy movie, the Lego movie turned out to be an animated delight in the hands of Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Now, a few years after two Lego movie spinoffs and an attempt to dive into the Star Wars universe, Lord and Miller have returned as writers for the Lego movie 2, directed by Mike Mitchell. The sequel finds Emmett and the gang dealing with the Lego apocalypse as everything has become darker and grittier following a Duplo invasion. When aliens arrive to kidnap Emmett's friends, he journeys to rescue them. Meanwhile, Master Builder, formerly known as Wildstyle, learns plenty more about her abductors who and who may, who they may not ha <laughs> who, let me say that again yes <laughs> i got too excited <laughs> meanwhile the master builder formerly known as Wildstyle, learns plenty more about her abductors who may not be what they seem so philip philip what were your thoughts on the uh the what were your thoughts on the lego movies that have come out and what, what, what do you think of this new one um yeah well yeah like you said didn't expect much from the first one loved it 
Um, I thought Lego Batman was awesome. I it's it's one of those ones that has such a rewatchability factor to it. Um, and Will Arnett is just put such a funny spin on that character. Like I love that he's in three out of the four of these. Ninjago, it was like, uh oh, are we getting a little oversaturated with these things? Um, but then this one, you know, I walked in with higher expectations because of the first one. Um, but I thought this, and I was a little worried because Lord and Miller weren't fully, you know, behind this creatively, but it was good to know they did write the screenplay for it. Um, but, uh, I, I, I really, uh, I, I kind of loved it. Like it was, it, it, it's definitely, you know, maybe doesn't surpass the greatness of the first one because of the, the surprise factor that was there. Um, but I was I was really happy with it and just like I maybe one of the coincidentally maybe the one of the most enjoyable theater going experiences I've had since uh, Spider Verse honestly uh, it was nice. just I just you know it was it was I just had a great time I was smiling all the way through it I, I loved the songs I, it was consistently funny and I thought um, you know Mitchell. Uh, and I've watched Trolls more times than I'd like to admit because I have a four-year-old. Um, but I thought he kept the the tone, you know, uh, consistent with the first and uh, kept everything on par as far as uh, the humor and 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 the heart. So I I, I don't know. I I really enjoyed it, and, and it definitely had a ladder to climb. But I thought it it hit the top pretty well. All right, Charles, are you a, are you a Lego Movie guy? And uh, where were you on this one? Oh yeah, I love the first one. I uh, I think I, I may have given that one a five out of five. I just it, I, I'm with Philip. Uh, we actually agree on this one. Um, it was hard to capture that. You know, we were going in saying, "Is lightning going to strike twice? Is it going to be? Are they going to just try to reverse engineer what they did in the first one and just play off the real world stuff?" And you know, diving into that more, I I. <laughs> It sounded like I didn't like it. I gave it a four out of five, but like I was like, ugh, like it just didn't, you know. We talk about sometimes how does expectation factor into what you think about it or what you should rate it, um, just cultural significance, stuff like that, uh, filter in. And like that does for me, like I can't, like I went in expecting a lot. It hit the bar. It just didn't exceed my expectations. So, but it was it was a lot of fun. The song, the songs were fun. The uh, animation was fun. The speaking of you know tongue twi- getting tongue tied earlier, like congratulations on all these made up words like mompocalypse and stuff that these guys have to say <laughs> over and over again. I was like, good job, actors. <laughs> like unless you had to take like fifty takes on that, but like that was pretty cool. Like the what was the queen's name? Queen. What? Whatever, uh, Wanabi. Yeah. Whatever, like, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was like, ugh, I don't know if I could say that that many times, but cool. Yeah. It was good. It was fun. All right. Hey, how about you? Charming. Uh, as far as the Lego universe goes, I super love the first Lego movie. I think I was, I was super blown away by it. I mean, I was, I think we were getting a whole bunch of, hasbro type things or whatever else and i was thinking to myself how are they gonna make a movie about the legos you know is this like just straight up gonna be something ridiculous um and phil and chris miller i never should have doubted them because they they knocked it out of the park um i was a fan of uh the batman lego movie as well i thought that that actually brought a lot more substance it's probably one of the better batman movies um in general and then as far as like the the ninjaga movie 
I didn't like it as much. I think Aaron was a little bit warmer to it, if I remember correctly. I but fine. yeah, but I, I didn't like it as much. I think it was a little bit flatter in terms of its execution. And so going into this one, wasn't sure. Like like uh, Philip mentioned, you know, I, it wasn't Phil Lord and Chris Miller directing, although they did write it and they they helped produce it. So as I'm going in there and I'm watching this movie, I, I think that the first two acts it gets a little bit stronger in the in the second. Uh, half of the second act the first two acts are a little bit you know more humdrum a little bit more regular um the credit to the movie that it just picks up literally right where the first one ends off um which is a fun thing to do and uh, i think that there's a some jokes that go a little bit flatter in the first act for sure as you pick things up and the pace quickens and also the plot uh, thickens, so to speak. Um, I I did think that the third act really redeemed this movie. I think that there was a lot of um, oh well, that's the story that they're going for. That's the message that they're going for. Also, uh, just in terms of um, the human aspects of things, it's like oh okay, well you know I appreciate that you guys are able to take this uh, away from uh, just like the Lego world and also create uh, a meaning for uh, brothers and sisters as well as families altogether. I, I did appreciate that. Uh, they they didn't really like de-age that kid. They just were like, no, he's grown up since the last movie, even though it picks up like directly afterward. Um, well, it doesn't and I, they say they say five years later. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. in in like a quick montage, it so, says so like five, five years, years later. Older. So five <laughs> years older. Yeah. So they did take into account time, uh, but for the most part, I, I thought that the I thought it was it's the same formula as the first one. I think the first one had a lot more laughs and a lot more satirical elements to it. Uh, the second one here was. It was good. It just wasn't uh, amazing. Um, I will say, yes, I was a huge fan of the first Lego movie. It was in my high in my top ten. Um, yeah. I was a big fan of Lego Batman. And as Dave, you said, yeah, Ninjago was like, yeah, all right, that's kind of a toss-up. Like, all right, we, we did this as well. Um, this one, well, first off, it's the best Bruce Willis movie I've seen in years. I'll say that right Damn. now. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> he had to do it to him. <laughs> I mean, he just likes being in vents. <laughs> um, but no, I was a big fan. I, I I laughed a lot. I thought it was very inventive and creative. I liked how it it moves in a different direction as far as theme um, compared to the first one. Or like you have the first Lego movie that's working as this critique on conformity and like promoting abstract vision and creativity and that's there's a lot of real positive messaging in here and this one too has positive messaging just in a different area i describe this coming out of it as the um it's like that gillette ad that came out except with more songs and obvious and you know sly humor and what have you Wait, which, which gillette ad the one addressing toxic masculinity oh, oh okay gotcha right. this, this movie is very much going after that uh, it's fun to talk about the absurdity in this movie because there's a lot of it and i i'm a big fan of absurdity in my phil lord chris miller written productions uh but it's neat to see it have characters like rex danger vest who works as this like this amalgamation of various chris pratt roles who's like an alpha male and see the movie like going after that idea and getting to understand why that's happening by way of the brother sister dynamic in the real world. That's neat. I, <laughs> I was a fan of it. And like, and having someone like wild style along with the other like female alien characters in here, kind of taking the reins in certain aspects and becoming more of more care, more of a character and giving them things to do that don't involve Emmett's like, it's very deliberately doing that in a way that the Lego movie kind of didn't the last time around. 
And so it's like, okay, I see what you're doing here, and I can appreciate it. Like, I, I like that the sequels, it's not just completely repeating everything we saw in the first one. It's trying sure. to do its own thing. I will say, yes, the humor... I think largely because this is this movie isn't you know it's not the first one to do it so yeah it feels a, it's a not drier but it feels like there's the hits aren't hitting you as hard because you're just kind of familiar with this because we've seen not one not two but three other Lego movies at this point but mm-hmm. there's still a lot there uh, there's there's a lot of clever casting work uh, the, the the kind of references that come up I think are well done the animation's great there's a surprising amount of songs in this movie to make it almost a musical. Um, so it's like there's. I, I would consider it a musical, wouldn't you guys? I I mean I guess right because there's like yeah. six songs. <laughs> there, there are a lot of songs. <laughs> like, but uh, no, I, I I was a big fan. I I think there's a lot of fun here. Um, I if they make a third Lego movie, I I want to see what that would be and would hope it could kind of find a new way to be inventive in a way that you haven't seen before because I think that's the only thing that's really kind of holding this back from you know ascending to a different level. Yeah. As far as the uh, the acting goes, I, for a second there, I was like, I, I think that's Molly Shannon. And then uh, they showed that it's not Molly Shannon. And I was like, okay, well, I'm still cool with it because I like my Rudolph as well. Oh. <laughs> I was like, who are you referring to? Uh, <laughs> the mom. Yeah. Right. They yeah. all look like Legos to me. <laughs> um, I, I mean, if you want to talk about the act, I, th- I mean, there's a lot of people here. Uh, but I do think Chris Pratt, like... More than Star Lord, I think this might become his like defining character, like the person you think of when you, or the, the the role that you think of when you think of Chris Pat's like best roles. I think Emmett is a great construction. I think that's he's a construction worker, but I know uh, I think the the um I think that it really does embody like the Chris Prattisms of you know what we come to expect. He's like a he's almost like a golden retriever type character. You know what I mean? Well, I think he has the sweetness that you like from like Parks and Recreation. I think he has exactly. That. And yeah. it's worked itself into this chosen one thing where he's a master builder and all this. But I think it really works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I read one review where it was like Emmett is his Parks and Rec character and Rex is Star-Lord. And it's just kind of like getting to see those two, those two, you know, personas that he has, you know, in, in the public eye uh, conversate with one another and go back and forth and kind of, you know... <clears throat> find that balance or whatever which was you know kind of funny um but no i i was i was gonna add that i i was also wondering uh i liked that they kind of leaned more into the uh you know the real world aspect since that reveal was you know kind of common knowledge now going into a second one Mm -hmm. um it was how are you gonna are you gonna play with that more are you gonna act like it uh, or are you just going to assume every you know everybody knows that everything that happens here is in that world and not acknowledge it anymore? And uh, I kind of like that they um, allowed that to frame the the different themes and and ideas they wanted to discuss here. And uh, and I was I was I was really uh, genuinely moved by uh, kind of the messaging of it and everything and just the uh, the optimism and the positivity of it. Like it was, uh, it's nice to see hopeful things. And, uh, I, I, yeah, no, I was really, uh, I I didn't expect to be as emotionally moved by once again, by, you know, a Lego movie, but based on toys. But, um, but again, I was, so I was, uh, I, I was really just pleased with it. And, uh, 
I mentioned this to Charles in our in our initial review, um, and it may be going too meta and too deep here, but it was like this idea. But I could see it because of you know Lord Miller, and that's kind of their deal. That's their trademark is the the whole meta commentary. Um, that like given the number of tropes and pop culture references that are spoofed within the context of the Lego Movie, um, w- were they kind of discussing how? Uh, how much culture has consumed like youth that their ideas aren't really original original anymore. It's just they implement everything they see into their imagination and how they play with toys. And that's why this world is constructed the way it is. And, uh, you know, it, that may be a little far, but no, I it, don't think it is. I, th- I don't I, think it is. either. I, I think that's I mean, that's yeah. part of what I'm saying as far is especially in how it affects, I guess, the boy and his toys. Right. Uh, where. I mean, he's showing you this world that's, you know, it's dark and gritty and everyone's brooding and it's this Mad Max universe. And it's very (laughs) much emphasizing this kind of machismo. Who are you? Whoa. The name's Rex. Rex Danger Vest. Galaxy defending archaeologist. Cowboy. Rapture trainer who likes building furniture, buzzing heads, and having chiseled features previously hidden under baby fat. Whoa. Enemy ship! That's a negative. That bad boy is my ship. Built it myself out of spare pieces. Let me show you around. Hey, you broke my ship. Listen, kid, you can build anything, but there ain't nothing you can't break. <laughs> I don't get it. If you go too far that direction, you become you become the Rex Danger Vest character. <laughs> and right. And you become a Raptor trainer. And it, yeah, but it's 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 this interesting critique that could be about I don't know DC movies, or it could just become about you know how we assign certain toys to boys and how they presumably use them. Like it, there's I think there's a lot of interesting thoughts on what they're trying yeah, to do and, here. In and again, in the Lego movie, it's right. Like, right. It's, yeah, it's tackling. It, to be fair, it's like it's tackling some issues better than some other movies are. Um, as far as the theme goes, to me, I mean, what I was taking away from it wasn't so much that. Yeah, sure, maybe the toxic masculinity when I think about it a little bit further. But I think largely it was just about, you know, hey, by the way, try and use your words, you know, because a lot of it because there's a part where it's like, hey, if you if you concentrate hard enough, you can use like a super special power, Emmett. And it's like, you know, if you use your words and you're able to articulate what you're trying to say to your brother or your sister, things work out a lot better. And that's kind of like the the take a message that I liked uh, coming out of the movie. Uh, sure, yeah, there, there's a lot of darker elements to us in terms of, hey, you know, maybe bigger block toys aren't for boys, or maybe boys want to do things that are darker and, and grittier, but I thought that it was, um, uh, again, that's why I like the third act a little bit more, and I thought that it solidified everything, which is just that there's a, so some, there's a good message here still. Uh, I think I would, maybe I was searching through that in the first couple acts and maybe that's why i didn't think it was that strong and i think that there's also a lot of um plot points that they're putting at me uh, not to throw me off but just they're just trying to in- introduce a lot of things i mean it, it um, builds to resolving these things correct yeah it certainly does I, yeah. And there's a lot of there's a lot of different ways to like not wait but there's a lot of a lot of things to be doing at once which again is part of its issue i would say too it's trying to do a lot it um, is yeah but yeah, it, I think I think so, but I, I mean, is that is that necessarily different from any sort of sequel that we've seen? You know what I mean? Like, no, it's, it's not. It's which is different. why I can admi- I can admire it as far as being a 
it's it's try it is still like just like the first one it is trying to spoof this concept just like the lauren miller spoofed with like 22 jump street where it's like yes yeah, the, 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 yeah. The, not only did we spoof the first movie's premise but we're spoofing the idea of doing a sequel to the movie like it's there's layering there that i can appreciate <laughs> and they do yeah here i was gonna like that you could even stop at the they're commenting on how sequel the second part is usually the darker grittier chapter Mm -hmm. i mean because there's tons of that and even the score is like uh kind of takeoffs of of like the orchestral scores in in uh like big franchise movies and and things like that it's i mean yeah you could i mean you could stop there and talk about that for uh or what they're doing as far as spoofing sequels for you know an hour but it's yeah there's a lot going on for sure we're, del- we're delving a lot of this i want i want to hear from charles because i haven't heard from him in a second what are some yeah. of the new characters you liked oh uh well i was gonna jump in there for that like oh go, go for it yeah, guys, i don't want to limit you, you know, i'm just, I'm just like quick, you, no, no that's okay uh did you guys think that that uh speaking of similar sequels did you think that that uh wait so so you do all the work and he's the hero did that not remind you of the ralph rex the internet like where she's like you're wait do you need to be saved by a strong big man like you know they're kind of making the same joke i remember those trailers coming out next to each other i was like oh that's kind of the same joke but you know what i mean like it's like uh i thought that was interesting uh good message but like i thought that was the jokes are pretty similar I remember um, certainly that reflecting too, the... the time in a way, and it's it's either, and yeah, right, yeah, good message. That are going after it. Was mm-hmm. Very similar to each other, uh, and then I, I was going to comment too. I, I felt like the concepts were universal, like these big concepts, like you guys were saying. But I felt like the humor, the actual mm-hmm. jokes, were more childish in this one, like the like mm-hmm. the running gags and the physical humor, that banana, the banana slipping over and over. You know, what I mean, stuff which like is, that, which was always funny. <laughs> The, the, right, yeah, no, I, I told Philip, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm so immature that that will make me laugh every time. Like, <laughs> I enjoyed like, that. It's like where I talked about, like, not related, but I talk about like the prodigy and how I'm like, I'm two steps ahead of what they're gonna do here. The banana joke is like, you're ten steps ahead of this thing, but it's always funny when it delivers. Like, he almost made this, it. <laughs> know where this is going? Two I'm gonna make it this time. And it's always funny. <laughs> it's a uh, Ben yeah. says the banana. Uh, it's like, <laughs> of course, oh, of course. He is yeah. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. But um, um, yeah. but speaking of, speaking of like the the how however many jokes there are and how all over the places. I mean, did you guys get a sense that the first one was being told from the kid, the boy's perspective, and then this one's being told from the the sister's perspective? Well, it's, it's a mix. You can you can you can kind of believe it's clear. the mix. Yeah, but in terms of that's why it's that's why you know in thinking about it later, I was like I feel like that maybe that's why I felt it was so scatterbrained in the first in the first act specifically. How there's like seven overlays of different plot points and different characters going over there. It's, it's, so I was like, oh, you know what? This is pretty meta and pretty clever if they did it that way. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> it's a difficult thing to kind of ask of a screenplay and an audience to accept as far as we're going to tell a sequel to the movie where a kid's playing with Legos and they're coming to life in his imagination, but we're going to have two different characters telling two different stories involving their imaginations, but they're the same characters in both story. Like, it's that's a lot. That's, that's, that's a lot to deal with. Fun. Yeah. Can we talk can we talk about how heartwarming the uh connection was with Will Farrell and his son in the first one? And then this one he's like, I'm going golfing. Like right yeah. off the bat. <laughs> yeah. Don't care he's about literally children, off like, screen for the entire movie. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> not here. Yeah, he's yeah, I was just like, oh well, uh I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> um I mean that's that's part of what like puts me not down, but like it there's a separation from this movie in the second as far as having 
some of that big stuff that's very satisfying. Like, there's a Will Ferrell reveal, or he gets to make the spaceship, or the Cloud Cuckoo Land gets, like, destroyed in this horrendously <laughs> epic way. I didn't, I, I never, like, got, like, that kind of moment from the Lego movie. Or, like, Liam Neeson's entire character is bad cop, good cop. Like, yeah. there, yeah. it, it kind of missed out on having something that was, like, to that degree of surprise for me. Like, there's some good surprises here. Like, there's some fun stuff that's new and clever. But sure. I, I, there was, like, so there was just, like, that that like little extra push that it didn't or, quite or even out. going to like different lands or different you know and and kind of having to go through you know the the, uh, the old west or you know the sea or whatever else you know you your a, physics I know thing. I hear what you're saying I mean it gives you I mean animation wise it gives you a lot to work with from like going outside of like I guess the basement to the daughter's or to the sister's room <laughs> and getting yeah. all like different kinds of lego and building block constructions yeah <laughs> like, yeah as far as something as definable as yes a wild wild west land or uh, specifically wild wild west not wild west because uh, <laughs> it's will smith's there apparently i don't know but, or um or cloud cuckoo land like i mentioned or whatever yeah. else uh you know ninjago land yeah exactly so uh, there, there's again maybe maybe it's because we've already seen it and so the originality just isn't there but yeah i feel as though that's probably something there um in, ter- in terms of the songs though did you guys i honestly don't really remember the song that they were going to tell me that i was going to remember <laughs> or that's going to be stuck in my head oh our catchy song i know i'm a fan <laughs> i like catchy songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i did like the songs in this movie um even even the uh the uh, uh, Garfunkel and Oates version of Everything is Awesome. Uh, and, you know, if you say throughout the credits, there's some really oh, yeah. good let's, songs. Let's get as well. to it right now. The credit song of The Lonely Island is like the, one of the best songs I've heard this year. It's, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, man. It's so we, got, we got out of there, and Philip was like, oh, crazy. That was, and I was like, I can quote. I quoted like four lines back to you, right? I was like, oh, oh yeah, man, that yeah. was hilarious. Like, <laughs> I listened to it on, on the drive home. Like, I was listening to the Lego Movie 2 soundtrack on the way home. As I was thinking about this uh, editing, I was like, I don't know which song I'm going to choose. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be it's gonna be a tough one, Aaron. That credit song. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. But no, yeah, there was there was a lot of fun in having like uh, you know a wild musical soundtrack going on here and more score by Mark Mothersbaugh. Like it's just yeah, there's a lot of fun. As far yeah, specifically, as you want to call out the uh, um, the Tiffany Haddish uh, kind of song that uh, that touches on every Batman, every past Batman, <laughs> because oh, yeah. there's some solid uh, uh, that Batman Forever joke killed me. Like I just <laughs> I laughed so hard because I don't know maybe it's just Arnett's delivery. Because uh, even that one that they put in the trailer where the the Duplo's like you missed me and he's like I did not like it <laughs> cracks me up his his whole Batman persona and uh, his delivery on that one was just killer. I was happy they didn't lean too hard on Batman like he's no. become, like he was such a great like you know scene stealer in the first movie then he got you know his entire own movie You're and right. like, you know you could have kept using him more and like he's here obviously but like I was happy they did they you know. They, they they shared the wealth around. I, oh, I, I did. He did. He's still he's still kind of like a featured character though. But, mean, but it doesn't get old. Like you know. That's true. Yeah, and again, I think that's why that comes to some sort of constraint. But you know, compared to somebody like um, uh, what's his face, the guy from All of Sunny, um, 
Charlie. Oh yeah, Charlie, Charlie Benny. Benny. Yeah, yeah Benny, Benny the Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we're we're just like, oh, that guy's in like two scenes, and then uh, Allison Bree's character has a little bit of more of an arc as well. But you know, they they still lean on Batman a little bit. But yeah, it's not as though he's overbearing. Um, yeah, they, as far they, as like they do push Benny and Unikitty and Metal Beard more towards the background on this one. Yeah. 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 Uh, as far as like that scene goes, where it's like you miss me, it's like that's such a kid thing to say. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> whenever when you oh, play with yeah. your brothers and sisters when you were younger, and just like, oh man, I totally got you with like that Nerf ball. It's like, no man, you missed me. It's like I saw you. I I saw the trajectory <laughs> of the ball. It, it, <laughs> These yeah, are kids, the rules. <laughs> kids kids love saying trajectory. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, by the um, Jason Momoa popping in his Aquaman maybe. Cat crack up pretty hard. Oh, just laugh, just by just... saying my man, like that baby. <laughs> yeah, first I was like, did they just lift that from like the trailer or something? <laughs> yeah. Especially sitting right next to Chang Tatum and Jonah Hill as Superman yeah. and Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those jokes. Is there anything that was like a little bit slower for you guys in this movie that you guys were specifically saying, like, well, that's even if it's a nitpick, is there anything that, that was in that uh, field for you guys? It's stuff like you're saying where, like, yeah, the it kind of takes a bit to kind of get going, to get on its yeah. own rhythm as far as what it wants to, like, do. Like, there's jokes that I'm laughing at, but as far as, like, setting up what, you know, we kind of need to know or, like, need to be focused on from a plot standpoint, yeah, like, it, it takes a little bit of time to get it going. Because, again, you've been in Lego worlds multiple times at this point, so you're not being wowed by you know this existing it's it's neat to see the animation being brought to life because i do think the animation's really clever but as far as like being introduced to lego worlds that's not a necessarily a new thing so it, it kind mm-hmm. of it, it brings the momentum of the jokes down a bit yeah no i, I would i would be right there because i did um write down at one point and it was maybe right after uh um the uh general mayhem I hope I'm getting that character name right. After she arrived, like I was like, um, and they were, you know, it was like the little chase scene where they were trying to get away from her. And I was like, okay, what, what are we setting up here? Like, where are we going with it? It was, it was just kind of like, what are we doing? And I was like, are we a little aimless here or do we know where we're going? And, uh, we're just taking a second to get there. Cause I, I did wonder that for a split second. And I was kind of like, you know, had that little minute of inner panic, like, oh, no, this may not be able to touch the first one at all. Um, and I, I do remember feeling that way, but um, by the end, it had more than made up for that for me. But, but yeah, I can definitely see where you're coming from with that. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on the Lego movie, too? Um, I think just in closing, I think it's, I think it's like, you know, if you enjoy the first one, you're going to enjoy this one as well. It's pretty much um, the same type of movie i think there's just some sharper humor in the first one um and then and also quite honestly this is actually a pretty cool time travel movie yeah, <laughs> yeah. true it, yeah they, they actually went through some some you know some length to explain some of the things that happened here toward the end and i was like that actually kind of makes sense and i actually it's it's actually uh, kind of touching the way that uh, this person would do this here's a question for you guys the um the lego movie 2 opened to 34 million um the first Solid. one opened the first one opened five years ago to the same date uh, to 69 million, I believe. How much does uh, this one open to? 42? 34. 34, oh, 34. Uh, which was below expectations. Yeah. Um, do you think that people were just kind of like been there, done that with Lego Movie at this point? Or there's just too much Lego Movie going around? Or do you think they kind of waited too long? It's five years since that first Lego Movie came out. I don't know if I they waited too like long. I just think that I it's like. I feel a... like it's hard to get. 
people to the theater this time of year. You yeah, that, I, mean? like I can feel the, that way the country's too. in there under blanket of ice. <laughs> yeah, and I because you know, do you know how well the other movies did? The Ninjago movie and and Batman in their opening weekends. Uh, Batman did fantastic. Ninjago yeah, Batman did, did fantastic. Uh, Ninjago did not do great. Okay, um, great. It basically so, bombed. I mean, it, it did fine. Like it made right. a budget, made its budgets, made made its budget back, but like it. Here we go. Now I got it. Uh, Ninjago fifty nine total. Um, oh wow! Uh, yeah. bat- Sorry, that's just here worldwide one twenty three. Yeah, um, still not 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 as much as the other. Yeah, that's kind of not as much as the other ones, but yeah, Lego Batman movie, which opened, they both opened the same year, but that one opened again February this exact date to uh, February tenth, twenty seventeen. Uh, Fifty three million dollar opening. I mean, it was it was a huge opening <laughs> for, right. for Batman. Yeah, I'm not really sure what the the drop off is because I don't think people are really tired of it. I mean, we've had four major theater releases i know there's a lot of tv shows but you know there was so much good uh good wealth or what's the term i'm looking for goodwill. like goodwill uh from the first lego movie that i don't think that it was because oh i'm i definitely don't want to see this again yeah, the reviews are certainly strong yeah so i yeah. i don't know i i think kind of i'm kind of with charles and just kind of like a it feels like a, a slow time right now just in terms of february and, and early february so that could be it I mean, yeah, you, I say that, you say that, but like, I mean, Glass had a pretty huge opening. Glass like, is this, Glass has been killing it though. This time, that's... this time last year, you know, Black Panther was like coming out. Like, <laughs> yeah, Academy Award nominated Black Panther. <laughs> BAFTA winner, Black Panther. <laughs> yeah. What were you gonna say, Philip? <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say, like, I didn't initially think kind of the lackluster reaction to Ninjago would play into people's anticipation for the second actual lego movie but i mean maybe it it did i'm i'm i was really surprised that how low this opened i thought it was going to be pretty big well here's my next question are you are you guys excited for further adventures in lego movie universes whether it's a lego movie 3 or the lego i don't know disney movie that I, I, th- <laughs> I i think it would really depend on who the uh people in charge were going to be because if it's in the wrong hands, it's not going to be good. And obviously with Filler and Chris Miller, um, they wrote this one. They produced it. They directed the first one and wrote, wrote that one. So it was crazy good. But, um, you know, if, they, if they're just like, yeah, we're going to continue this property and it's just going to turn into something like, I don't know, uh, something like the Despicable Me series or, or Trolls or what have you. Then, by the way, I think the Trolls director was this director. But, um, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be great if it's in in uh, incapable, incapable hands. I, I read about this in interviews where they actually talk about how getting fired from Solo gave him more time to work on both Spider Verse and this movie. And um... Spider Verse <laughs> killing it too in terms of the and, and Spider Verse is incredible. We know that, yeah. but I mean, but I mean, they, you know, they had more time to work on these movies that they were initially mainly producing and have like writing credits on. So it's, yeah. you can imagine a Lego movie too. <laughs> Where Solo did come out in their hands and maybe didn't have the much as much effort, you know, being Sheesh. put on them by Phil Ward. That's. Do you think they went? You think they yeah, went it's funny. The uh, critical shot at Marvel. I nah, they would never there. do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, in, in, no, in the Lego, in the Lego Two movie, that little yeah, shot. Yeah, Mar- Marvel's about answer our calls or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you went back and put that in. Like, all right, we'll show you. Those guys. Well. Uh, last thing we do here as far as these movie reviews is asking when should people go and see these see this movie? Philip, when should people see the Lego movie too? 
I would say see it as soon as possible and on uh, the biggest screen you can. Like Aaron was saying, the the animation here is 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 really great. Even down to, I mean, these are Legos that are being played with, and like the scuff marks and the scratches on the toys are like the details insane. So see it as soon as you can and on the biggest screen you can. Charles, how about you? Um, I I agree. I would say take your kid any anybody that has kids. I mean, adult is automatically going to go and watch this. But if you have a kids and you're wondering whether you should take them to see it, absolutely go take them. I think that there's a lot of visual things that you can see on the screen. I think that's worth it, but I'd say you can wait till a dollar theater type. (gasps) I know. I'm just, I'm just (laughs) such a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) I am a fan of this movie. I think it's a lot of fun. I think a a big screen is worth it for this one. Um, So yeah. There you go. That is our take on the Lego Movie Two. Let's uh, let's move on now to uh, Abe. What, um, what Aaron, I got a I got a super cool game here for you guys. Little known fact: that's actually the song that's supposed to play when Emmett's enter the uh, the laundry machine. <laughs> what do they call it? Uh, <laughs> it's it's the. Uh... Oh, that's gonna bug me. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, I, I know. Can, it's, I can it's I can figure it out. Londor lawn drawer system or something they're like it's a especially putting the the lawn drawer or something like that yeah Yeah, putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable basically on all these words aaron's like (laughs) thinking super hard right now i really am because i'm getting i'm getting all the other ones like armageddon and apocalypseburg um (laughs) well when you think about it just shut it out yeah okay (laughs) or we'll see it next week um anyway i got i got a game for you guys it's called damn that's a catchy song uh, what I'm going to do <laughs> is I'm going to read you guys uh, a title of a song and want you to buzz in with your name if you know the artist that sings it and the movie that it's for. Does that make so, sense? So there's a song from a movie that you're going to describe? It's specifically – no, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna gonna uh, read off the name of the song. It's oh, you're just going to okay. Yeah, it's written specifically for that movie. And if you know the answer oh of who sang it for the movie and what movie it's for, uh, buzz in with your name. So How do we buzz in? in? Do we just say our name? Yeah, yeah you say, yeah, you just say, say uh, Philip. Philip. And then, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I just want to make sure. I'm not First one here, yeah. <laughs> he, said the, he said the instructions like three times. So. <laughs> be, be I wanted best. to make sure I wasn't yeah, to be like, hey. Ne- never mind. Never mind. I, I was about to say something, and I immediately realized how stupid it was going to sound. No, you, you can totally do that because that just stalls, uh, you know, for you to get the answer. If you just buzz, 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 buzz. Go ahead. Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> Strategies. I'm just going to say. I'm just going to say Phillips' name so he has to answer. I don't understand, I don't understand the rules. <laughs> Here we go. Everything is awesome. Aaron. Aaron. Oh. Well, it, that's from the Lego movie, and it's Tegan and Sarah featuring the Lonely Island. Do we need all that? Yeah, yeah, that, that's fine. I would have just taken Tegan and Sarah. Yeah, that's okay. correct. Yeah. Okay. Next one here. Take my breath away. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, um, I couldn't tell you what movie it's from. Do you know the artist? I need the artist. <laughs> I, know, I, I, I know the artist, but I don't know if there's a specific movie. Well... Uh, Char- breath uh, away. Front- okay, Charles. Uh, Charles. Uh, it, it, they use it like 17 times in Top Gun, but I can't. Re- I can't remember who. Ooh. I Anyone can't remember who. Steel? Sings it. 
It's Berlin, but I I would have never. If you put that together, Mandy, <laughs> Philip, what do you get? Uh, yeah, well, you know, go Phillip ahead, with Charles. The skill. Yeah, sorry, Top Charles. Gun with Berlin. Philip's being very generous. I'm we're used to work. <laughs> we're used to working as a team. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Charles, you're going to get that one because Philip gave you that one. Yeah, uh, next no, one here. You... Gangsta's Paradise. Aaron, Aaron, Coolio, <laughs> and it's in the film Dangerous Minds. That is correct. Next one here, Moon River. Oh, uh, oh, he was in Branson. Uh, Moon River. I feel like you could get this, Philip. Nobody. I don't know what movie. It, he um, had a he had a theater in Branson. Aaron, uh, Aaron. Charles. I heard Aaron first. Uh, Hepburn and uh, uh, Tiff, Breakfast at Tiffany's. That is correct. <laughs> I do have Burn Breakfast right. at Tiffany's. Uh, next one here, The Power of Love. Oh, Philip. Philip. Uh, <laughs> it's Huey Lewis in the news. Um. Is it, I mean, is it Back to the Future? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wow, he's tripping up on the movie? <laughs> no, I, well, I, I was sitting here, like, I'm thinking back Dave's in like, time. Dave's like, I'll ask the question. <laughs> yeah, no, I, got, I, was, I was thinking about back in time, but I was like, it's yeah, Power they got, of they got two. They got two songs. Yeah. Next one here. Stay, I Missed You. Oh, uh, uh, Stay, I Missed You. You say, I only hear what I want to. Nobody? Uh, uh, I know the who sings it. I don't know. Uh, it's from one of those 90s movies. Correct. Um, <laughs> Charles. Charles. Uh, it's Elisa Loeb, and then is it... Oh, shit, it is Lisa Loeb. It, it is Lisa Loeb. <laughs> oh, I know the movie. Okay. Uh, I have no idea what movie this could be. I feel like it could be 15 uh, 90s movies. the director's first debut Or from... Um, I'm gonna give you five seconds here. Five. Throw one out there. Four. Was it Reality Bites? That is correct. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> reality okay, Bites. I had like '90s movies in my head, and I was yeah. like, mm, "The best." That was a good one. Hey, you guys, you guys are doing pretty well here. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Aaron. Aaron. Burke Bacharach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance. Club. That is correct. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Burt Bacharach. Wait, guys, that was definitely <laughs> Spider-Man 2. I don't know what <laughs> I hope uh, it does the reason with Koopastank <laughs> from Spider-Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know the soundtrack to Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Are you really good at this? Yeah. Wait, uh, I, I, thought, I thought Spider-Man 2 was Dashboard Confessional. Oh, is it Dashboard Confessional? Okay. Uh, wait, no, I think they're both on that soundtrack. Are they both? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, what was that first the Spider-Man one, the Chad Kroger and, and somebody yeah. and it's Hero. Hero. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Chad Kroger. Anyway. You can't blame you can't blame Spider-Man. Nickelback was popular then. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> can't blame it's anybody for Nickelback. It's not Sam Raimi's fault that Sony's like, guys, we have Nickelback. We had to put some of these guys on the list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next one here. It's hard out here for a pimp. Oh, Charles. Yeah. 
I couldn't really hear that one. But... I heard Charles. 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 Yeah, Charles. Um, hard out here for a pimp was in. Uh, uh, gosh, dang it. Um, Come on. You got this. I know. Um, I'm going to have to give you a countdown, though. Yeah, Hustle and Flow. Hustle and Flow. And who's who saying it? They won, a, they was, won. Uh, they won an Oscar Town. for it. Sarah Town. Sarah Town? He said Terrence Howard. Oh, Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. Howard. <laughs> <laughs> you know the band Sarah Town. I'm, I'm thinking more the the actual group that sang it for the for the Oscar win. So I know oh, the answer. Uh, yeah. Was it? Um, I don't remember who sang. I don't remember. So, no, sorry. So, so I I know the answer to this. Yeah. There's because it's so so. I'll, I'll be back because I like this. What I like what happened here. Uh, John Stewart hosted the Oscars that year, and yes, two, two two of my favorite jokes from that. One is like he's like I'm gonna let, now let's show a montage to people waking up from dreams and look having exaggerated looks from from periscopes on submarines, and it's like a montage of, <laughs> <laughs> of people like waking up jarringly from dreams or like saying something dramatic after looking at a, ter- a, a periscope in a ter- uh-huh. submarine. And the other was Scorsese zero Oscars three six Mafia one Oscar. <laughs> Uh, yeah, three six mafia, three, six, mafia right. hustle and flow. Charles and Aaron, I'm gonna give you guys both a point for that one. It's like a team thing, I guess. Then, then Scorsese won the next year, so yeah. he proved him wrong. <laughs> next one here, I believe I can fly. Philip. Philip. Yeah, that's R. Kelly, Space Jam. Space Jam. Yeah. Controversial artist you picked, Barry. I know. I was like, well, you know, it's it's for the movie Space Jam. Um, <laughs> the just like R. Kelly would say. Yeah. Uh, the next song is Happy. Aaron. No, Philip. Uh, Aaron. Pharrell Williams. Uh-huh. From Despicable Me 2. Ooh, yes. Yeah, I was trying to trick you with the uh, which which one it was from. Oh, I, I don't like those Despicable Me movies, but I like the Pharrell soundtracks too. There you go. <laughs> uh, Eye of the Tiger. Philip. Philip. Let's go Survivor and Rocky. Do you have a specific Rocky? It is Survivor. Oh, uh, <laughs> let's go uh, Rocky 2. It is not Rocky 2. I don't know. Man. Charles, you got the steal? Uh, yeah, uh, it is Survivor, and it's is it? Uh, it's the one with freaking um, Mr. T in it. Uh, three? Uh, that yeah, is correct. It is Rocky yeah. 3. <laughs> that seems yeah. like a layup, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't, I'm not a three-point kind of guy. So. Yeah. Uh, next one here. We're not, Fight- taking, we're not taking Philip to the next Creed screening, I'll tell you that much. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, you guys. No, I'm, I'm – Charles will tell you, anything like pre-2000, I'm terrible. I'm terrible. That's like that's like me. <laughs> and I'm bad with like he'll be like three directors and oh so so and so was supposed to direct this two years ago before it got handed off four times. I'll be like I don't know how you remember that. So Philip is a uh, he's a machine. Um, two more, two more. Last one or two more here. Uh, no, next one here. Fight the power. Aaron. Aaron. Uh, yeah. P- public enemy. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. And the last one here. The hands that built America. I know. I feel like I know it's the what this is from, but I can't. What's weird is like this is an Academy Award nominated song. Is it um? 
it's uh, Aaron. Aaron. It's you two. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we just talked about just, it's Gangs of New York, right? <laughs> Gangs of New York is correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, Oscar. it didn't win an Oscar. It did, did it? not win the Oscar, but it was nominated. It was nominated. Okay. Yeah. Uh, with all that, though, Aaron, you uh, you kind of ran away there with eight points. Uh, Charles next with four, and Philip with two. Suck it, Philip. You know how I do. <laughs> Good game, guys. Good game. Good game, Abe. You, you told me it would be a musical game, and I was worried you were going to make us sing. So. I, I thought about that, but then I was like, well, then I just gave Aaron a leg up. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's what the listeners said. Um, <laughs> I couldn't do that. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh... Speaking of which, by the way, 8 Mile Lose Yourself won that year. Yes, uh, it did. Yeah, it, that was 2002. Oh, it beat, it beat Gangs of New it York. Beat that's Gangs of New York. The hands of both America. Yeah. yeah. That's when um, Eminem didn't show up um, because they weren't going to like play all the songs or whatever, or, like lyrics. And then a you know, <laughs> cu- couple years later, Three Six Mafia is on the stage of the Oscars. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you know, you live and you learn. <laughs> you live and you learn. <laughs> all right. Okay, let's move on now. Let's get to our feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. This is where we go over the various questions and answers on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash podcast, where we ask the listeners a number of questions and they give us answers. And then they gave uh, – actually, we didn't get any questions this week, which is unfortunate. We like getting questions. Uh, maybe next week. Uh, but, yeah, we got some questions. But before we get to all that, let's do our poll. Each week we put two movies against each other and make them fight it out to the death, as in listeners vote and the film that loses gets erased from existence. Yeah, that's how it works. It's that, it's that devastating. Yeah. And this week I did a Lord and Miller edition – with Cloudy for Chance of Meatballs versus 21 Jump Street. So before we get to what the listeners responded, where would you guys choose between the two? I am saving Cloudy for Chance of Meatballs because it came out before 21 Jump Street, and it was still directed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. All right. Logical. (laughs) How about you guys? Go ahead, Charles. I think... <laughs> Twenty One Jump Street because you know it, when there's drugs involved, you never know. <laughs> well, when you phrase it like that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I uh, yeah, I would I would go Twenty One Jump Street. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. I'm right there. Uh, yeah. No uh, exclamation needed. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I'll go. I'll go Twenty One Jump Street as well. Saving it, okay. Uh, I'm a massive Cloud. We have a chance of meatballs fan, um, and it's rather unfortunate that I have to say that 21 Jump Street did win. No, 68 percent to 32 percent. So, but now we'll never have spray on shoes. I know. I'm disappointed <laughs> as much as you are. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, go, going on our, li- I'm putting it on the list as we speak now of movies that have been erased from existence. <laughs> there we go. We lost Cloud of a Chance of Meatballs. <laughs> this is really gonna bite us at some point. I know. Uh-huh. What's, uh-huh. What are we gonna tell Anna Ferris? That thumb was on on par with or, or Bill Hader. Yeah. Well, he's gonna go do Barry. He's fine. <laughs> well, Ferris has been on what that mom show for like I assume twenty years because that's how long CBS shows go. Gosh. Yeah. Anyway. All right. All right. Well, a good poll. Yep. All right. Let's get to our questions now. Um, and uh, Philip, Charles, feel free to chime in when you want to. Uh, first question we have here is: What is the catchiest movie theme song? Alessandro writes Ghostbusters. Mike has Everything is Awesome. Justin has Everything is Awesome. Also, Garmadon. Um, Alan has Wild Wild West, Men in Black, My Heart Will Go On, and That Thing You Do. And Todd has Footloose, 
I'm All Right from Caddyshack, Danger Zone from Top Gun, basically anything Kenny Loggins in the 80s. <laughs> those are some catchy songs. Those are, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, he's got some good ones. He's got some good ones. Those, those have not died. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, the, I mean, we went through a list of them just recently as well. I mean, there's a ton of catchy songs. I mean, that Happy Song, as much as I don't like that movie, that is a super catchy song. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I just hope Will Smith does i if he's doing you know remakes of the aladdin songs that's fine whatever but i just need another tie-in to an action movie original song at some point in my life again Hmm. you know what i mean i need a yeah i can't wait for that aladdin yeah (laughs) we'll see we'll see yeah um Anything for you, Charles? Any catchy songs that you super enjoy? Uh, a, what was that Foo Fighters song that was in like every sports movie there for a while? There goes uh, my, hero, my hero. hero. Yeah, it's like either yeah. there goes my hero or uh... Dude, that used to get stuck in my head all of the time. I'm like, oh man, I can see that it. That was one for me. <laughs> How about you, Aaron? Anything? I mean. Wild Wild West is a terrible movie, as we most of us know. But oh, it's a lot yes. wiki, wiki Wild, Wiki Wild. I mean, Wild yeah, West. Jim West, Desperado. Yeah, um, Friday. <laughs> no, you don't, don't want, want none. none. <laughs> See, we don't need to do all this right now, but none of this is gonna. You know those Buffalo soldiers. <laughs> wow, you guys really want to go to Burger King right now too? <laughs> We're just gonna tie it all in. <laughs> All right, I think we've done that question. <laughs> question: What are some movies where actors make fun of themselves? Uh, Christopher writes the Lash Action Hero, Deadpool. Mike has Deadpool Two, and lastly, Alan has Bruce Willis and Julie Roberts in Ocean's Twelve. <laughs> I um, I it's not necessarily an actor making fun of himself, but I really admire John Hurt for cameoing in Spaceballs to do the same thing at the end in Spaceballs, where the alien pops out of his chest. That just the the idea that's not just like a spoof on having somebody that looks like John Hurt, but actually having John Hurt do it. That that's very funny. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's uh, he's a man of the people. Hard. You gotta be a good like John Hurt's a serious. He's the elephant he's, man. He's a I serious know, actor, he's, and he's, he's like actor. Mel Brooks gives him a call. And it's like, hey, you want to like appear in our Spaceballs? <laughs> R.I.P. John Hurt. What's that new? What's that new wrestling movie coming out where The Rock kind of like parodies himself? Yeah, Fighting with My Family. Yes, where he's like. Seen that already, Aaron? I have, and I will say he is good in the movie. Okay. 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 Was he making fun of himself or just kind of like playing that role, playing him a parody or like a exaggerated version of himself? It's he's playing. You'll, if you yeah. see it, and I would recommend it, it. Spoilers, I would recommend the movie. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's worthwhile, and um, I do think he's he's playing up his persona. But the you see both sides of of the Rock and Dwayne Johnson in that movie. I gotcha. Okay. I feel like I feel like this is the end. Is just a whole all of them making fun of themselves. Oh, oh there yeah. you. That's a perfect one. <laughs> that's, oh my God, yeah, that's fantastic. That is a yeah. funny one. Yeah, that's a that's a good. I I, I firmly believe that you know. Uh, Scott Pilgrim is a cocaine addict. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's move on. All right. Next question. Who are your favorite movie characters that brood? Justin has Batman, including Lego Batman. Scott has Paul Giamatti as Harvey Pekar in American Splendor. Great movie. Christopher has Darkman, Hellboy, The Punisher, Blade, Kylo Ren, Bruce Banner, Humphrey Bogart's character from Passablanca. (laughs) 
<laughs> all superheroes. Um, and Philip has Ben Stiller in the Royal Tenenbaums. He is very broody. <laughs> he's brooding in that movie. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's kind of going through the depression. <laughs> yeah, they really poured on poured on the brooding on uh, Kylo Ren. So I, I will agree with that one. Hardcore. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. Like almost to a childlike temperament, kind of slashing, sitting alone, looking at his grandfather's helmet. Stuff like that. I was like, I like Christopher's answer. He, he included uh, Humphrey Bogart and Casablanca. And I was like, you know, when I think about it even more, it's like, he, he was kind of brooding a lot. He's like, man, why, why'd you choose this bar? And then he's just like, goes into like this weird funk. So get on you, Christopher. I'll say uh, Daniel Day Lewis gets some brooding in in a variety of roles. Uh, <laughs> I was like, in a lot of his roles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who do you think the most his brooding... wife and Lincoln? <laughs> <laughs> who do you think the most brooding Batman was? Hmm. It's got to be Val Kilmer. I think, she... Val... You I think mean, so. It's not George Clooney because no, he's kind of he's set like regardless of that <laughs> regardless of that movie he is settled at that point as Batman. He's like, oh, I got my surrogate son here. I got maybe a surrogate daughter. My dad's kind of sick, but whatever. Like he's yeah. kind of like he's settled. He's like, I've been Batman. I have my own credit card now. Like that's how I roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's I totally Look at these bat nipples. I, I mean, I mean, Bale's whole thing is about brooding in the in Batman Begins yeah. specifically. Like that's his whole steel. In like his anger outweighs his guilt, Aaron. That yeah, it's true. That said, I mean, Michael Keaton is waiting in the dark in Batman All Returns the time. until All until the, time. In, yeah. until the bat signal comes on. Yes. He's like, I'm activated. Like that's yeah. that's that that's seems how, like the that's how of Batman brooding. Returns starts. <laughs> I'm saying, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying specifically Batman Returns. He's waiting in the dark until something happens. Oh, yeah, but I mean, like, he's like, you know, he's sleeping with Vicky Vale in the first one, and he's just hanging upside down in the dark. I was going to say, as, as brooding as Bale's voice, like, is and everything in his presence, like, Keaton didn't talk that much as as Batman, and so I, I yeah, I would kind of lean towards Keaton, actually. Yeah, he's... His his Batman lines are very corny too. He's like eat floor to Catwoman yeah. at one point. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah they, tra- they, they yeah. trade very childish quips in those movies. It's <laughs> true. Yeah, how could you? I'm a woman. All right, uh, all right. Next. next question: What are some of your favorite movies involving alien abductions? Mike has Fire in the Sky. Justin has Fire in the Sky, Close Encounters. Also, the Pixar short Lifted that accompanied my favorite Pixar film Ratatouille. Todd has does the scene from Life of Brian count? I'm gonna say yes. Uh, Christopher has Guards of the Galaxy, the arri- uh, the arrival. I think he made just, just arrival, right? Yeah. Um, and no, there's and, the, there's the, the there is the is arrival. The arrival. We, we've done yeah. a commentary for it with Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Charlie Sheen. All right. The arrival. Yeah. Six. All right. So he probably means the arrival and Independence Day. So there you go. Yeah, because no one gets a Mars in arrival. Mars needs moms didn't make the list. Or? Oh, it, it has now. <laughs> um, uh, the fourth uh, kind creeped me out a lot. The fourth, the oh, the fourth kind. I remember the fourth kind. Yeah, mm-hmm. that trailer yeah. looked interesting. Um, um, yeah, here's a spoiler. Here's a spoiler. Out now, favorite the signal. I was gonna say that. Yeah, I was like, you know, we we've had them on the show. The signal. Yeah, yeah the signal. It's a good one. Uh, Close encounters, obviously. Um, Predators, the uh, the third. That's a, that's a clever answer. Yeah, yeah the one with Adrian. They are, they are abducted. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, forced to fight. 
Did Christopher? Yeah, he said Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yeah. That's a, yeah. yeah. He may have been your father, but I was your daddy. <laughs> and now he's Mary Poppins. Yeah. <laughs> all I'm right. Not, I'm, not, I'm not for uh, fan petitions and all that, but at the same time, I would have liked to see the Woodwards like get Michael Rooker to cameo and Mary Poppins returns happen. Like, that, seemed, <laughs> that seemed like a slam dunk move. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> that was like one of the fan petitions. Like fans are petitioning to get Michael Rooker to cameo and Mary Poppins returns. I would have been okay with that. Fine as like you know the patron. <laughs> He's got a Copy. Disney contract, I assume, so it probably wouldn't have been too hard to ship Michael Rooker to England for a day. <laughs> Stupid cameo. There you go. Well, he should have played Angela Lansbury's part. <laughs> <laughs> handed, out, handed out balloons at the end. <laughs> Let me tell you a thing or two about family. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to remember how to be young. <laughs> And he's wearing blue makeup for some reason. Yeah, no, yeah. He's just in character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, un- unexplained. Uh, <laughs> and he just hops in uh, his trench coats like, I got a kid to abduct. Bye. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, so that's what happened right before, yeah. <laughs> no, what is that? What is it? It's like 1940s England, isn't it? I think, or, you know, the whatever device. It, it would have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They can figure something out. It's all good. Last question we have here. What are your favorite creepy kid movies? Uh, Manish has The Bad Seed. Uh, Dwayne has uh, The Omen and Orphan. Uh, and Justin has Chucky and The Exorcist. I guess that is a creepy kid movie. I never thought of it that way. But, well, I, never thought about, I never thought about Chucky as a creepy kid movie. But I guess because Chucky is small. Yeah, I mean, it, and if you want to dial the way back, I mean, the initial idea with we talk about this in our child's play commentary we've done a lot of commentaries um the 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 initial idea was to make it more mysterious as to because it's called child's was not called chucky so it's like the idea was to make it more mysterious as to who's actually killing is andy doing the killing or is it the doll um obviously the movie pretty much makes it pretty clear yeah what's happening from the beginning (laughs) but that was like that was an initial idea in the screenplay was like let's uh, to make it more mysterious as or ambiguous as to who's actually committing the wrongs and whatnot yeah well, but yeah, I mean, know. it is still like a killer doll. Like, I count this a creepy kid movie. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it involves, you know, kids, and again, Chucky's two feet tall. You got a uh, creepy kid movies? Any favorites? Do they have to be alive? Like, like uh, the Ring, Samara, or whatever. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, the yeah. Ring. Yeah, that's a creepy kid movie. Yeah, yeah you know, Monster House, thinking. Coraline. There's, there's uh, no the rule book, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the twins and The Shining. <laughs> yeah, that's that's super creepy. <laughs> there's a movie that I was thinking about a lot when I was watching The Prodigy called Joshua. Um, mm. It's it's okay. It like, I'm not I'm not gonna say it's like this amazing movie, but it has Sam Rockwell and Vera Farmiga. Um, Vera Farmiga would be an orphan, so she's just into creepy kid movies, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but like, it's it's the, like you know you get creepy kid movies, and they tend to either be supernatural or just like it's just a creepy kid doing like creepy shit yeah and this is falls into that category and there's something about it that i just it, it stuck it sticks out to me because it, it's creepy kid movies tend to work for me i think i've said this before on the podcast they tend to work for me as far as just they get to me yeah usually yeah. usually because it's like what like one parent realizes what's happening and nobody around them like is believe buying into it so i'm sitting there being frustrated along with the parent that sees what's happening so i'm kind of on board with this i'm like yeah come on the kid he's doing this thing yeah um, joshua is like <laughs> that where the kid's doing stuff but like nobody's really aware of this except like one and it eventually not that i'm not spoiling anything but eventually it boils down to like sam rockwell versus this kid and they're both kind of like in on each other what it becomes, well it becomes this kind of like 
this kind of cat and mouse game between them where like Sam Rockwell can't like he's in a position a position where he can't do anything specifically about it, but he can still kind of be a dick to the kid. So yeah. it's like imagine Sam Rockwell being a dick to a kid in like a thriller. It's just that's kind of inherently funny. To me. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you about this one later, and my la- my last answer is gonna be the Good Son. There, good Son, yeah. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin being yeah. a dick. <laughs> Uh, what was that uh, uh, deliverance? That little creepy kid, the creepy hillbilly kid on the banjo. Yeah, the was that deliverance? Yeah, That's yeah, deliverance. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that kid creepy out too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a uh, scene, but yeah, he's you know he's there you sitting go. there banjoing it up. By the way, deliverance, great, yeah. great movie cover. It, it is a great movie. Um, all right, that's uh, that's on my feedback. Back to back to back. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's start wrapping things up here. Let's move on to Out Now Presents Out Now. These movies that are coming out on Blu-ray, DVD, streaming, and all that this week. Um, oh boy, a lot of stuff. First up, and feel free to give a yay or nay as I kind of read some titles aloud. Bohemian Rhapsody. Haven't seen it. Heard okay things. Meh. Bad things for me. Hey. <laughs> yeah. I haven't uh, seen at, it either. Believe it or not. At, at Eternity's Gate. This is the Willem Dafoe um, Van Gogh film. He's nominated for an Academy Award. Yeah. I uh, I'm a fan. I like this movie. Okay. Um, oh, I say, was okay. yeah yeah. I was kind of lukewarm on it, but yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't would say it's fantastic, but I do like it overall. Deserving um, a nomination? I wouldn't have put him in there, but okay. I don't. Okay. No, no, that's all I, you had to I, say. I, I'm not against the Willem Dafoe being in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the one for the Flutter Project. The yeah, the front runner. This is the Jason Reitman film with Hugh Jackman. I've heard, I mean, I, I heard a lot of good things coming out of it, but then it, it seemed like it's cooled off quite a bit. Yeah, it's kind of meh. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I went into it after I'd heard a lot of, you know, kind of unimpressed reviews around it and uh, ended up liking it more than I thought I would, but it was probably because my expectations had been lowered. But mm-hmm. I thought Hugh Jackman was, was good, and it's, it's a really strong uh, ensemble cast, a lot of character actors you'll recognize. And, oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it's a strong cast, but yeah. It's, it's good for know. this week when it's coming out to rent, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, definitely. Okay. Um, Nobody's Fool. This is the Tyler Perry movie from last year. I actually kind of want to see that one. I missed it in theaters, but I kind of want to see it. Um, let's see. The Happy Prince. This is, uh, what's, his, what's his name? Rupert Everett directed this. It's about Oscar Wilde. For huh. biopic. Hmm. Okay. Um, let's see some TV stuff. Rick and Morty season one through three. Yeah, go see it out on Blu-ray. See all of them. Something <laughs> called Night Flyers season one is out this week. Mm, haven't heard of it. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, specialty stuff. Valentine, the slasher movie from the from two thousands, got a new Scream Factory release this week. Uh, um, sure. The Poison Ivy collection is out this week. Um, also from Shout Factory. Four weddings and a funeral. Twenty fifth anniversary. Oh, that's been twenty five years. Uh-huh. Wow, 25. Wow. Um, let's see. A, uh, a horror movie called Popcorn out from Synapse releases this week. Mm, that's okay. A, that's a cult fave. Um, Audition gets a new release from Arrow. Nope, week. never going to watch that again. Audition, the Takeshi <laughs> Miike film. You know, um, just, yeah. I'll, I have a story about that movie. My uncle showed me Audition, um, and he did not tell me what it was because, you know, if you've seen Audition, you know that, like, the first half is just, like, this old Asian man who's kind of, like, trying to find, you know, a date online. <laughs> and it, and he finds, like, the worst possible person for a very violent reason. Um, but, yeah, that's that movie. There's <laughs> a new Arrow release, so it's probably packed with stuff. Um, Starsky and Hutch gets a Warner Archive release this week. 
What? The yeah. Ben Stiller one? The Ben Stiller, Owen Wilson. Interesting. Joint. Yeah, there you go. Or uh. Snoop Dogg as uh, Puggy Bear. Perfect. <laughs> uh, I know a lot about grass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Berlin Alexanderplatz, that's on Criterion this week for Criterion fans out there. Uh, New to streaming this week on Prime, you have Agatha Christie Presents colon ABC Murders with John Malkovich as Hercule Perel. Ooh. John Malkovich, John Malkovich? Malkovich, Malkovich. (laughs) Is that the one with uh, Ron? Uh, what's uh Ron? Is Ron in it? Ron. Uh, <laughs> what's you know, <laughs> Weasley? Weasley. God, oh, God Weasley. Oh. Uh, Rupert Grant. Rupert Grant. Thank you. I, I that... don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. I, I've just been seeing pictures. I hadn't even like look. There are you know ads around websites and stuff, and I saw Malkovich and Rupert Grant. Oh, I was okay. like, I don't even know what this is. Yeah, but... it's, not, it's not even on radar. I knew that there was a show of Malkovich doing this. I haven't. I just haven't seen anything for it. But if if there was a poster that said John Malkovich and Ron, I'd certainly be there. That's for sure. <laughs> um... I love his Ron. Serious. Yeah. Also, uh, also on also on Prime. Don't worry, he won't get far on foot. That's the Joaquin Phoenix movie from Gus Van Sant. Uh, yeah. I like this movie quite you a bit. You liked it, yeah. Uh, I was a fan. Jonah yeah. Hill is really good in that. I think Jack Black is fantastic. That, oh yeah. Ten minutes that. that he's in that movie, I think he's absolutely mm. terrific. Okay. Um, so good. But it's on Prime. It's, I think it's a good one, so I certainly recommend it. Okay. On uh, now on Netflix, we have Velvet Buzzsaw, which I talked about earlier. High Flying Birds now out. I'll talk about. Um, Russian Doll is a new series. There are a lot of great things about this. Yeah, this is an eight-episode series. It has the kind of ground, Groundhog Day type premise where there's a character stuck in a time loop. In this case, it's played by Natasha Lyonne. Um, and it's very good and very quick. It's only like eight episodes, and they're all half hour. Uh, mm. it's, I, I'd certainly recommend it. Okay. Um, let's see. One Day at a Time, Season 3. It's the uh, acclaimed sitcom that's on there. Uh, Kevin Hart's Guide to Black History. Is uh, now on Netflix for Kevin uh, Okay. It's got a new stand-up special, mm. and uh, Patriot Act Volume Two with Hassan Hassan Minaj. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's got strong. A... Yeah, it's strong. Strong first season. So, yeah, that's all out there on Netflix. That's what's out. Now let's move on. Next week, next week's show we're talking Alita: Cold Battle Angel. Nice. I'm I'm excited. Good. And uh, that's all I can say right now. And. Um... <laughs> Yeah, last thing we do here, what should people go and see now, and what do you plan to see next? Philip, what should people see in theaters right now? Um, well, I mean, I definitely think they should go see the Lego Movie 2, as we discussed, but uh, I enjoyed Cold Pursuit a lot, and um, I, I didn't see The Prodigy or uh, What Men Want this week, which were the other two big releases, but uh, Cold Pursuit, if you know, you're know you not up for Lego Movie or it's not your thing, I would definitely recommend it, because it's probably... Uh, not what you expect it to be. Um, as far as what I'm going to see next, I'm definitely going to check out High Flying Bird on Netflix uh, mm-hmm. as soon as possible. And then uh, Tuesday night, uh, Charles and I are, are going to be seeing Alita, so excited for that. Cool. Charles, what do people see in theaters right now? Uh, I agree with Philip. Cold Pursuit was a interesting little, like, uh, wow, it was just pleasant surprise. And uh, <laughs> even the... Even the credits, like, right as they started rolling, I was like, this is hilarious. Um, I think it does, like, uh, obviously the movie's about revenge, but it says, in order of disappearance. And it has all their names, and they're, like, like, Thanos snapping away, like, just dusting. (laughs) Very cool. I thought that was a pretty interesting concept, Uh, even, you know, at the end. Uh, And then, like, we're going to go see Alita on Tuesday, as Philip said. 
And then, yeah, I want to check out um, the Velvet. We just Buzzsaw? Velvet Buzzsaw. Yeah, Velvet Buzzsaw. I want to check that out on, on Netflix. And I, I'm always interested in a good time loop movie or time loop series or whatever. I really liked, uh, what was the one with um, Tom Cruise? Oh, Edge of Tomorrow. Live, Die, Repeat. Or Live, Die, Edge Repeat. Edge of Tomorrow. Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, they changed the name, I remember. Um, but man, I was I was a pleasantly surprised by that. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the time loop. One of the best movies of the uh, summer that year. It's a concept that yeah. works well. I mean, I, I, I hesitate to think of like a very bad version of that time loop concept being used. Yeah, I will uh, say I, I I am excited to catch a um, Happy Death Day to you and and isn't it romantic this week at some point as well? Uh, they both um, I, I was a big fan of Happy Death Day and uh, isn't it romantic? Looks like a, a fun little uh, send up of of everything. So yeah, yeah, that that trailer has gotten me a little more intrigued for 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 isn't it romantic? I uh, definitely would recommend. Um, yeah, Lego Movie Two if you guys haven't seen it yet, and then also uh, definitely would not recommend Ms. Bala. Uh, next is Alita <laughs> Battle Angel. Did you even see Ms. Bala? You no, really but it I read, I read, no, I read, <laughs> I read Jay Serrano's review of it, and I was like, see, this is why I didn't need to see it. I mean, I'm not going to argue with. I didn't see it either, and it's getting like really bad reviews. It's just like really railing against specifically this movie. Because I've like, again, I saw I saw the trailer like three times, and I was like, this movie doesn't look good. So it's so middle of the road. The original one is kind of the same thing. Aaron said it's actually a much better movie though. That's they got a lot better reviews. Yeah. What year did that come out though? It wasn't 2011. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Like not enough time to have it remade. But also, but from what I know, it takes the premise in a lot more serious, and it's a lot. It's not an. It's not like an action movie. Like it's a, more of a drama. Okay. Like, yeah. 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 Uh, Aaron, um, what's up with you? Uh, Lego Movie Two for sure. Go see that. Uh, Cold War um, is one of my favorite movies of the year. It just won a cinematography award. I look forward to seeing if it can compete against Roma at the Oscars, but it is in limited release right now, and I'd certainly recommend it. And uh, the short films, if you can catch the short films, they're in limited release. And they actually, for, you know, they're movies that don't appear on many screens, but they actually had the biggest opening they've ever had uh, this weekend, uh, which is still like, is like $900,000, but it's bigger than last year's, um, which is, I think, quite promising as far as people going out to see these movies. Um, so I'd, cer- I'd certainly recommend them because it's great. It's a great opportunity to see, you know, what certain visions have that are not, you know, giant scale or, you know, a full length feature, but just come in short form as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I recommend the short films. And uh, yeah, next up, I'm seeing Happy Death Day 2. You. So. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Okay. With all that said, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Out Now with Aaron and Abe. You can find more of my work and my personal blog, the code is zeke.com. All my reviews end up over there. I can also, follow, I'll be starting actually right after the show, writing again about why, uh, uh, The Walking Dead over at weliveentertainment.com. And I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Abe? You can find more fun stuff over at walrusmoose.blogspot.com. Wait, what? Um, you can find more fun stuff over at uh, walrusmoose, Twitter, hashtag vestfriends, um, and Instagram, uh, abe.mua, as well as sub640 of the podcast. Uh, not, not best friends, vest friends with a V. Philip Price, where can people find more of you? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Vandy Price, uh, V-A-N-D-Y Price, uh, and... Uh, letter. I have a letterbox profile as well. I, I, I log a lot of stuff there. I don't write large reviews uh, or full-length reviews on at reviewsfromabed.com, which is uh, the main website. Uh, but then also, Charles and I uh, host a weekly YouTube uh, review show called Tavern Talk. Uh, 
formerly initial reaction. So definitely check that out and subscribe and uh, look for a new video every week. And Charles, where can people find more of you? Ah, yeah, just copy and paste what Philip said there. And then, you know, I'm on Twitter, <laughs> any other social social media, uh, just my name, Charles Browder, all one word. That's brow as an eyebrow and then der as an der. <laughs> <laughs> der. Der. Uh, all right. Uh, you can find all the other episodes about now their name on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. HSWLED, SoundCloud, or Podomatic. Feel free to email us any thoughts you might have had on anything we talked about today already. Outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Write things over at facebook.com slash outnowpodcast or tweet at us at twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. And of course, send us plenty of scary clown gifts and anything. Some happy oh, death day gifts. Know, maybe yeah, just over. gifts of high flying birds. That that too, but mainly scary clown gifts for Abe over at outnowpodcast.tumblr.com. Before we, yeah, we shut down our Tumblr site. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's still going, still strong. <laughs> This bird doesn't have clothes on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Philip, Charles, thank you both for joining us. Philip, Charles, thank you so much. Thank you for having yeah, us. Enjoyed really it, appreciate guys. it. Yeah, good. We really enjoyed it. Yes. And Charles, you didn't fail completely in games. You actually managed to get one on the board, so that means, of course, you can come back to the show. It's always a good promise <laughs> part. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it takes the stress off. Believe. I'm gonna me. go watch Rocky Three, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> get I thought right. it was just like yeah. the movie. I thought it was the movies battling each other, like who won between me and Philip. I would be destroyed, or you know, <laughs> one of us would be destroyed, just like the movies that battle each other. Well, that's only in Highlander. Okay, <laughs> there can only be one. Exactly. But yes, good to get good to get you guys on here. Good having fun. Thanks for listening. For listening. That's gonna do it for this week's episode. So until next time, so long and goodbye. Even better.
credits. I said I'll never forget it. Once I read it, then I'm ready. I'll go get the theater about 90 minutes late. It's a whole dang movie, cause the credits are great. Now if you're gonna be featured on a movie song, the credits is the part that you wanna be on. And there's a part where he like ramps and then jumps into a helicopter. I don't know uh-huh. if you remember that yeah, part. Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, the whole movie, this lady's just going, "Oh yeah, yeah," the whole time. And then it gets to that part, she goes, "Oh no way, no way, somebody <laughs> could do that." I'm like, you realize we're <laughs> what we're watching? Wait, she saw so, him fight in the Civil War and the Revolutionary <laughs> right. War, but she didn't leave him. Right. Unbelievable. She, she saw him grow from a child to Hugh Jackman and never age after that point. But <laughs> yeah, helicopter just but unbelievable. What's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, no way, man. No.